0: Another episode of the Up
1: and Out podcast. podcast. We bring it to you every week. Yes. Why you gagging?
0: Um, we have an exciting episode in store for you this week. But I just want to say thank you for tuning in last week to hear about our pet peeves. And uh, if y'all think they were a little extra and we were a little curmudgeony, well.
1: That's what that's it is. That's why you tuned into the show, to hear our opinions about whatever we want to talk about. Yes. Um, but also, everybody's got their pet peeves and their irks and their things that bother them. So there's going to be pet peeves that people who are listening to um, could come up with on their own that we'd probably be like, I that's don't vibe with that. Yeah. yeah. But
0: anyway, we're I've back. I've already heard
1: from people. Sorry. Oh, really? I've already heard from people that a lot of our pet peeves were also theirs. At least two people's. True. That's
0: true. And his mom vouched for for So we're not as
1: crazy as we might have thought we were. When
0: I was talking about standing in the grocery line and like freaking out that your mom was not going to be there when it was time to pay because she had to go get something and he was like, what are you talking about? His mom was like, that traumatized me as a child, which is why I never did it to him.
1: And that's why he couldn't relate. Well, I thought she had done it. (laughs) When that happened, she would like send me on the mission to yes. hurry. Yeah, yeah. Because I was a little uh, yeah. scoop between people. Anyway, we're back. We got a new topic, but before we get to it, I have a lumbar pillow. So, oh yeah, his back is grandpa's back bad. is not gonna <laughs> hurt as bad as it did last week. It was oh. like I, it was a struggle to finish last week's episode.
0: I think he needs new running shoes. But, um, okay. We're gonna do our ups and our outs. Gunter, do you Yay. do you have any?
1: Okay, here's my real up. We already tried recording this once. The cats were outside playing with these like jingle bell toys. Whose great idea was it to give them those? No. Well, the ball, the ball that they have that has the bell inside. Oh. They just found it again today. So they've been playing with it's it like cute. crazy. It's cute. Oh, it's so cute.
0: But not for the podcast.
2: You
1: know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we had to restart. And I didn't really have a solid up just because the world sucks right now. Mm-hmm. We're on the eve of the Memphis police investigation releasing the body cam video from um, someone that cops had allegedly killed. And they mm-hmm. just found um a dead suspect who... Is a suspect for the Lunar New Year killings in Los Angeles. So I didn't really have enough because the world's kind of, yeah. you know, sucky right now. We're just trying to like stay afloat as just us. But yeah. I just thought of a good one. Okay. I have picked up running again. Like we've been doing mm-hmm. our little gymming here and there, We're going to the gym, trying some things. And for like two days this week, which you know, every step, every goal is important Yay. to keep track of. For two days last week, I gave myself the goal of running two miles each time that I went, and I ran two miles in like twenty-five minutes, which isn't great. I used to have a six-minute mile, believe it or not, in high school. Back yeah, when I was Yes, pretty age. slow. But <laughs> yes, twenty-five minutes is pretty slow. But You're when I haven't been running it, for a few years yeah. and getting back into it. I'm proud of myself that I didn't feel like I was going to die. Like yeah. I could have gone a little further, but I was like, so you were like a, jogging two miles. Yeah I, yeah. I like long distance ran two yeah. miles. No sprinting.
0: No, no. I just mean like you were at a comfortable pace. You weren't like trying
1: to kill yourself. No, yeah. but I did, the second time I was, I was pushing just okay. a little. So I'm trying to see if I can run more miles and get my mile shorter. Anyway.
0: So you're up is being a fitness queen.
1: Sure, that's what we're calling it. Although I ate a pot roast tonight and we got brunch this morning, full fat, full sugar. Oh yeah. Full fried I chicken. Had
0: some cinnamon roll pancakes. They were so good. I, I had literally one like bite and it was just eating like eating sugar.
1: Yeah, it was like a cup <laughs> of sugar just yeah. Like, gobbled.
0: Which I feel like you're not really a huge sugar person, are you?
1: I was when I was a kid, as most kids Uh are. Like, kids love sweets. And I love candy. That's when my brain, like, turns off sweetness for some Mm -hmm. reason. Um, But when it comes to, like, coffee and tea and ice cream even, like, if something is too saccharine, too sweet, too globby, sugary, Mm -hmm. um, I just can't. Like, when we get, like, cookies for, like routine dessert or whatever after we have a meal, I'll get the dark chocolate Oreos oh, because yeah, they're not as the like intense chocolate. on the sweetness. I just... The older I get, the less I Whereas like sugar. Whereas with
0: me, I'm like, give me the sugar. Anyway.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's my up, is that I'm a fitness queen. Yes. I'm on a journey. Fitness journey. I'm on a journey.
0: Yeah. yeah. My up is... I've talked about this a little bit before, but I'm doing my vascular surgery rotation right now with one of my good friend doctors Um, and everyone at the practice that I'm at now seems to be in it for the right reasons. Like they really spend a lot of time with their patients. They don't do any unnecessary procedures because so in the medical field, there are like insurance will cover certain procedures. Will they? Okay. Certain insurances will cover certain procedures if, like, certain, oh my god, let me say certain three more times. Mm. For, for, insurance certainly cover will it. cover procedures if certain diagnostic criteria are met. Okay? Okay. Sorry, that <laughs> you
2: got really, there. We yeah. You got there.
0: And some doctors, as soon as those criteria are met, will be like, I'm doing the procedure because that's.
1: Because they Monday? get paid per procedure, right? Yeah, well, well, on top of their salary. Yes, yep. and
0: like some, but just because the numbers say that you you are able to do it based on what insurance has to say doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you, you should technically always should intervene
1: surgically or or whatever. So these doctors, so to dumb it down, it corrects me if I'm wrong for the lay people out here who are not medically inclined. Would it be like, you know, how the opioid epidemic was created, like doctors would prescribe opioids because they were getting paid by Big Pharma to to give it to everybody to kill pain and whatnot? Well,
0: I don't know if it's that big of a... Like, there was a,
1: like, there was a, there was a, what's it called? Like, there was money that they would make long-term off of giving a certain Yeah, no, I know what you're getting
0: okay. at. I just don't think it's that sinister. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. not the think, sinister. Okay, I just mean, like, yeah. that's
1: one thing that us normies can understand.
0: Yeah, so there are ways that you can make someone's life healthier without always doing surgery. That's basically what I'm trying to get at. And some doctors, as soon as they are able to do a procedure, will tell a patient, oh, you have to get this procedure done because it makes them more money. Yes, they are still helping the patient, but they're also putting them through something and making them pay for something that they might not actually need at that time. The doctors I'm with now are very patient-centered and I really love that. And so my up is doctors that are in it for the right reasons, not just the money.
2: Yay! A lot of my
0: preceptors during my clinical rotations have been very patient-centered, very caring people. And I'm very grateful for that because I know it hasn't been the same for some of my peers, but there are doctors out there that are trying to scam you, okay? And it's just true. Just like there are there are bad examples in any career of, you know, things you shouldn't do. And actually, my preceptor right now told me One of her favorite things about her clinical rotations was learning what she wanted to take away from them and and like emulate in her practice and also learning what she absolutely did not want to do. Are you learning (laughs) that? Yeah, I would say I am learning both both sides of the coin. What's your out, Gunter?
1: My out is that people are horrible and why, 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 why? Do we keep seeing? And I don't want to hear any bullshit about it's it's that the news only focuses on the negative. Like they're focusing on things that are important, and there's a lot of negative shit that is happening that is important to know about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm so sick of feeling that like guns have more rights to be on the streets and used than like than like people have rights. There are women fighting in states now that Roe versus Wade is overturned. And I don't care that I'm getting a little political. If you don't agree with me, I I'd, I'd literally could care less because people's lives and rights are on the line. There are women that are fighting in states like we live in for like the basic right to control what happens to their body and with their body. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there are people that are fighting to keep as many guns as possible in the hands of people because they're getting lobbying money from, uh, these big gun and weapon manufacturers, like, I I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, and because senators and house representatives are getting lobbying money to vote a certain way on bills for weapons and legalizing this like over, over, supporting this idea of bearing arms like anybody has the right to have access to a deadly weapon because Mm -hmm. a bunch of old dead white guys said it in the 1700s who owned slaves um i'm just i'm so sick of people having the ability to kill wantonly for no reason like there was no Mm -hmm. reason for those people to die on lunar new year
0: did it what kind of weapon did he use was it like a
1: I think it was a gun. I don't. I don't. Well, no, I know care. it was
0: a gun. I just didn't know if it was like a a, a handgun or I'll like Google an AR fifteen and stuff. Oh, Because I know people, you know, they want to hunt and stuff, and like, I think having like a single shot rifle to hunt a deer, if you really want to do that, is one thing, but having like the availability of like semi automatic weapons. Which are literally only designed to kill people. There's no other reason that a semi-automatic would be...
1: Yeah, he... uh, This is according to Fox 11 LA. Their local Fox affiliate, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The weapon which... Luna described, quote, as a magazine-fed semi-automatic assault pistol, end quote. Okay. Why would any citizen in the United but that's States what I need was an assault like, like weapon?
0: Semi-automatic weapons are only manufactured to kill people. There's no reason that you would need in one war in, a, in a sport or to hunt. Like,
1: like it's, it's beyond time to just, like, yeah. pretend that, Did oh, it- we're all going to live and let live and agree and disagree. There are people that aren't living yeah. because people have access to guns that they shouldn't. Like there's a reasonable way that we need to curtail the access yeah. to weapons and in this if country. If there
0: are gonna be guns, there has to be like actual ways to implement. Not just not just having policy change, but actual ways to implement the policy change. So either we need to get rid of guns or we need to do a massive major overhaul of like everything The entire which system. Would be Honestly, maybe more trouble than it's worth. So maybe we should just get rid of them. I don't know. But what, what whatever's happening right now is not it's working. It's not f- <laughs> working. Yeah. I'll
1: just say it. And yeah. again, I don't care that we got political. People are literally dying. There are children dying in school shootings all the time. As a teacher, it's like always in the back of your mind. Um, Like, oh, is this going to be the day? Um, Like, let me try to be extra nice to some kids because who knows if you know they have a bad morning if they'll be the next one to bring a gun into the school it's it's beyond time to have an actual solution and stop having stop voting for people that don't care about the fact that lives are on the line just point yeah. blank that's my out i'm sick of seeing the news and people dying in mass shootings i'm so sick of it i'm tired of it i'm tired and I lived through a school shooting. Now, it was not one of the worst ones in the nation, but when you're in the middle of it in the thick of it and you don't know what's going on, that trauma sticks with you for the rest of your life. I still am not, like, can't be normal around guns, like, even around people that I trust when they have one or whatever. Like, it's just, I'm always a little on edge. So, it, you're never the same after you go through something like that. So, that's my out that's yeah and it's because it's in the news yeah again um
0: that's that was a very serious out my out is not as serious okay good because we need to diffuse
1: some of this (laughs) Um, tension we're not a political podcast but maybe we will be every now and then yeah
0: um my out is i don't know if y'all have been keeping up with drag race
1: My out is that Drag Race episodes are so short now. They are so short. This is life and death, people. For the gays, (laughs) this is life and death. If you've seen anything. So,
0: basically, Drag Race moved to MTV, and there's this new show called Real Friends of WeHo, which they're trying to promote. Mm -hmm. So, they have, like... Usually, Drag Race episodes, well, in recent seasons, have been an hour and a half long. And then there'll be a half an hour of Untucked After. So, two hours, okay? Which... People were like, that's so much. And it was a lot at times. But now, they're an hour long. And then there is still a half an hour of Untucked, but it comes on after Real Friends of WeHo. So if you want to watch it on, like, live TV, you need to watch through Real Friends of WeHo. Because, and that was... On purpose, they're doing it because they want this show to take off, even though it's a pile of poop. Okay,
1: it's yeah, it's not a good show. They're like and, trying to make the gay men's version of the Real Housewives, yes, even though yeah. gay people already love they the already Real Housewives. That. Yeah, but so anyway. they're trying to they're trying to get the viewership from RuPaul to just continue into that next
0: half yes. hour chunk or whatever. And. It's frustrating because to do that, they had to shorten Drag Race to an hour instead of an hour and a half. And at first I was like, I don't really think it's going to change that much. But watching it, like we don't get to see the judges talk amongst themselves on their... We just get to see their critiques to the queens. We don't get to see them talk about it to each other. The runways are like very shortened. Like we used to get to see them walk down and then go back and forth. And now it's just like three panels showing like them which is fine like we get to see their outfits whatever but it's just not the same, and then there was no mini-challenge, and then Snatch... For, like, the second episode yeah. in a row, too, they then, haven't done two yeah. many-challenges. Or maybe they have done it, but they've just cut him out. Like, I don't know. A lot of the queens are annoyed because I'm assuming a lot of stuff is getting cut out. And they, they spend tens yeah. of
1: thousands of dollars prepping to be on the show, and the show pays them I'm, measly amounts of money.
0: I'm sure when the show was filmed, they weren't under the impression that it was going to be... An hour episode, that's really only 40 minutes once you include ads and stuff. So, a lot of them are pretty upset about it, which
1: I think is... is, I would be too. they Some people literally spend their life savings and take out loans to be able to pay designers and people. Because if they go on the show and they don't have, like, the best of the best or, like, a really creative idea and they don't show something entertaining, the community the fan base will ignore them and then they won't have a career after the show mm-hmm. because they'll be like the bottom of the barrel kind of queen so they all have to invest a lot of money
0: especially now in the beginning it wasn't really like that but no now it's, but now that the it's bar become such so a cultural high. Yeah, yeah
1: it's become a cultural phenomenon
0: and they are paying them a little better like now when, when it's only a
1: few hundred bucks per episode though which barely covers I think it's a couple thousand. Are you sure? Yeah,
0: I think. But also like now the prize money is two hundred thousand instead of just a hundred thousand. And every time they win a challenge, instead of being like, You get a pair of shoes, they now get like five grand every time they win a challenge. But again, it's like that you have to win the challenge to get that money. So I don't know. But um it's just sad that, like, we're not getting to know these queens like we normally do. Yeah, we're like, not they've... seeing
1: interactions between them and the judges, really. So it it feels really... It feels more produced than usual. They've
0: basically cut out all, like, the the getting ready time. Like, where they're, like, doing their makeup and talking to one another. Where we actually get to see their personalities. And we also,
1: we also get to see them when it's, like... Uh, like, the most recent episode was Snatch Game, which is, like, everybody's favorite episode mm-hmm. of every season. And somehow even this season figured out a way to kind of, like, shit on it. Like, it was it was two separate Snatch Games that they, like, truncated to fit because them both in that time. it's already a shorter
0: episode, yeah.
1: And, like, some of the queens, like, didn't have a single joke, or, or b- basically had one joke in the five minutes that the yeah. eight total... It's just we didn't get to see them talk about the characters that they wanted to do, which is the norm. And yeah, we didn't and RuPaul see them tries to usually it. like
0: convince them to do someone else and everything. If they,
1: if they have a terrible idea, yeah, like so he'll we, talk to them.
0: But we didn't get to see any of that. I don't know. It's just the, the show is kind of suffering. She's not
1: giving this and season. She's not giving. It's sad
0: because that's like one of our favorite shows. So that's my out. I think MTV needs to throw out Real Friends of WeHo and give that time back to Drag Race.
1: Yeah, I don't even want to... I'm sorry, but I don't even want to give it a chance because I, I don't, no, care, about so the I don't Twitter, care about the cast. so many people on Twitter when,
0: as soon as Real Friends of WeHo started and Drag Race ended, they were like, okay, time to turn my TV off for the next hour while I wait for Untuck to come on. Yeah, because they just, on social they media like, just don't want it. to support the show at all, Real Friends of WeHo.
1: I don't even... I'm not into fake produced reality TV. I'm just yeah. not.
0: Anyway... That was my out. Not nearly as serious as Gunter's, but still on my mind. <laughs> um,
1: <sighs> this week, y'all, we are—I mean, we're ranting about something very different. We've been teasing, ranting. We've been teasing. Yeah, we're gonna rant, but okay, in a, in a good way. <laughs> we're gonna praise. We have high praise. Check the shirt. Check. Can check you the see sweat. it? I
0: don't even know if you can see it because it's.
1: It's it's an embossed part of his sweater, so you, it's hard to this see. This is.
0: Okay, this week we're reviewing Chromatica. Ooh! So her I name is
1: not Alice. My
0: Chromatica limited edition crew neck sweatshirt it has the sine wave on it and so like an some embossed green. like sayings it says like lg6 here it has all of the songs here listed underneath chromatica gunter got this for me for some anniversary right i think it was our one year two year one year i don't know i don't remember but it, this is like also one of my favorite colors so i love it and it's then like of a course
1: green for those had... who aren't watching oh true i forgot some of y'all aren't watching you need to subscribe to us on the youtubes see yeah. the set and so we got... It's Chromatica colors today, too. Oh, yeah. Gunter it's pink in the back and then that. the gr- acid green on the up and out sign.
0: Um, and we got her. I mean, she's been there every single We've episode. We've been teasing her. And then we got the Fame Monster on CD. And we still have a Mariner there, but... Alejandro. Um, but, yeah, we're going to review Chromatica. This actually came out towards this, well... When Gunter, around when Gunter and I, like, not started dating, but it was within the first year of us dating.
1: It was around the time that we made things official. Yes. Yeah, We've so, been getting to know each other a few months prior to the drop of the album.
0: Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of a formative, exp- formative. We got to enjoy it together, which was cool when the singles were coming out and when, yes. you know, when the album eventually dropped. So we got a lot to say. <laughs> we have a yeah. lot to say. We have a lot of opinions. Oh, like We've been... doing this. I'm so sorry,
1: people, if that messed the audio up. I'm sure they just heard like a <laughs> boom. Yeah, probably. Okay, speaking of
2: <laughs> boom, 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 boom,
1: it's Chromatica time. We mm-hmm. are going to give you a little bit of the background of what Chromatica is about. It's not just an album. It's not just music. It's It's not just... A collection of songs it's it's a lifestyle it's it's a diary it is a it's a mantra it is a guide to healing yourself whatever you've been through sure according to gaga <laughs> yeah um so trevor why don't you talk about when it came out and all that business
0: so originally gaga
1: lady gaga <sighs> um
0: Wanted it to come. Go, go. Wait, so was it originally supposed to come out?
1: I think it was supposed to come out April of 2020 or March 2020 to prepare for the summer, like, like performance circuits and, and festivals and stuff.
0: And then when did it like. And
1: because COVID hit COVID like hit in February and then everything shut down in March, Um, they delayed it so that. Uh, they could give like the response to COVID kind of the time it needed make sure that the plans for the album could still go through. So it actually came out in May of 2020. See,
0: I, wow. For some reason, my perception of time, I mean, you know, just in this last episode, I thought 30 came out like l- this year. I don't know what's wrong with me. Girl, but these years yeah, have been flying. Yeah, they have been flying. So anyway, like Gunter was saying, it was originally... Yeah, May 29th, 2020. Yeah, he put that in the notes. I just could not believe that it had been that long, which is why I messed up. Anyway, it came out May 29th, 2020. It was originally supposed to come out earlier, but then um Miss COVID came along. Miss so,
1: COVID.
0: And in interviews, Lady Gaga actually talks about she said that like while she knows that music can be really healing um she wanted to do something like specific to help with like the covid crisis and so she did something with like was it the world health organization i think so so she she was trying to like get word out and support um like nurses and and people who were like really trying to help fight COVID on the front lines and everything. Um, She originally was going to release the album, but she was like, at some point, you know, like she was like, I love my music, but I have to like, at times admit like, okay, my music is not the most important thing that I should be putting out into the world right now. Um, So she decided to delay it a little bit. And she said that while, She could have put out the album as like an abstract way to promote healing. She wanted a more specific way to help people. So she worked with organizations and delayed the release of the album. But then it did come out. and It's kind of ironic because it came out in like May 20... May of twenty twenty, almost the summer, which that's when COVID started to get really bad. Well, I don't think anybody <laughs> so knew. No one it was gonna knew get that bad. like people I remember people were being like, oh, it'll be over in like two months, two weeks.
1: Something. I remember thinking so, it was gonna be over in two weeks. Yeah. My then-
0: my <laughs> I that was my senior year of college rip to my senior year, but um we like got a notification that spring break was going to be extended a week. And we were like, woo. Two week spring break, okay. And then right before we all like came back, they were like, ha, actually we're shutting down school for the rest of the year. <laughs> like, Wait. So So that was kind of wild. Um, but yeah, she she eventually did release it and um actually the first single that came out came out in February, so a couple months before, and it was Stupid Love.
2: I want um, your stupid love. love. <laughs>
0: and the I remember where I was. So I was in the house with my roommates and it it had come out and I was listening to it and I just remember thinking I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> but we're going to get into a track yeah. by track analysis later but like Chandler, my old roommate and I have like loved Lady Gaga for a while and we, we appreciated some parts of that song, but we didn't know where she was going because her most recent album before that was Joanne.
2: Stay
1: Joe. Well, it was like A Star Is Born. Yeah, and she then, had like the Star Is Born yeah. scent a few years after Joanne and that put her on the map of the straits. Because, yes. Because, you know, if you haven't heard Chromatica, like you're either not a gay man or you're not very good at being one. Yeah. One of the two.
0: But her music, like... Not really, Joanne. But but A Star Is Born was one of the biggest movies of the year that it came out, and his dad even like loves the Shallow song. In the shadow, you know? so so I I wasn't sure what kind of music to expect at all with Chromatica, Mm-mm. and it it turned out that the whole album is like house music and dance music, and she said it's because she wants people to dance through the pain. Yes, you know,
1: and there's there's. Uh... There's an interview that she had with Zane Lowe, who is this... I think he's British. He might be Australian, but I think he's British. Um, he's like a the music... The accents,
0: it's hard sometimes. It's hard, and <laughs>
1: yeah. um, I think he's British. Um, he does interviews with people like Adele, Lady Gaga, all these famous people to ask them about like in-depth questions about the music to get away from the surface level kind of pop culture stuff. And... In her interview with him, she says a lot of stuff about wanting to heal and that when she was writing Joanne, which is like uh, her country-esque um, 70s-inspired uh, acoustic album, mm-hmm. which was a very, a very left turn from People what Gaga had People were very been confused
0: doing. when she came out with that because she had just an art pop prior, yes. which was like almost hyper pop in a way, you know? it was
1: like the predecessor to like, yeah. Hyper pop and PC. I would want to say, and
0: then she did Joanne and we were like, wait.
1: wait. So Joanne, <laughs> she said that she was trying to heal her dad through that music because it was about his sister that died when he was a teenager. And there was some, mm-hmm. like, genetic family trauma that she felt that the whole family had just carried it, like, through before she was born.
0: Yeah. In the interview, it's very interesting. She says, like, multiple times at the interview, like, I, I had to realize that I couldn't heal my dad. Like, it's all about her dad. Like, I didn't realize that her dad's trauma was weighing on her this much.
1: She said she didn't want to, like, propagate pseudoscience or anything. But she was like, I, f- I just felt okay. my whole life that there was a lot of like family traditions and things that were based around joanne this person that i never got to meet
0: yeah but also she does mention epigenetics which are a thing so i i wouldn't say it's fully pseudoscience epigenetics are real
1: what is epigenetics
0: epigenetics is like genomic imprinting so like things that happen to you in your life can cause certain genes to be turned off mm. or activated and then you can pass those genes on to your offspring yeah. so she was saying it could be that this this traumatic experience that her father had could have somehow been passed down to her through epigenetics which okay i mean usually it's not like a it's more of a correlation it's more,
2: than a causation it's, well
0: no it is i mean it's like they've done studies on mice where like they cause trauma and then like you can trace the gene patterns, but, but to say that it would like change every facet of your life or something, like is a bit much. It's so, yeah.
1: Well, (laughs) so through Joanne, like that album, she wanted to help her dad heal. And a lot of the album is based around her family and going back Mm. home was kind of a sense of it. And she realized at the end of it, she says that, I don't think I have the exact quote here, but it didn't matter how many stadiums and seats mm-hmm. that she sold out and filled with her music and touring and performing, Um, she couldn't heal her dad no matter how hard she tried, even with the power of music, something that she thought was like the most powerful force in her life. So... Post-Joanne, she's going through a lot of emotional turmoil. She said it
0: threw her into, like, a bad depression.
1: On top of, I, th- I believe that this is when her fibromyalgia started yeah. getting really bad, and she was trying to break into the acting scenes and whatnot, and she was doing the jazz stuff with Tony Bennett. So she's she's always, like, going back and forth between different styles in her career, mm. and then the personal life stuff is happening, and... She comes up with this idea of writing all these songs for Chromatica, and Chromatica is supposed to be the world, the the planet that these songs all live in on. It's, in her own words, is, quote, a beautiful abstraction of her perception of the world, end quote.
0: Yeah, and she said... Um about chromatica 2 um i think what i've learned is that i can view the world in whatever way i choose to see it and it doesn't mean that i'm deleting the bad things it just means that i can reframe my life experiences i live on chromatica that is where i live i found earth i deleted it <laughs> earth is canceled i live i thought on she chromatica. just said she
1: could she it's not about deleting though. i know
0: she okay she's Girl, this, these interviews I don't know if she's high.
1: I have, that's what I was going to say. The Zane Lowe interview. I literally wrote a personal response to it. And I said, she is just talking constantly in this interview. Like she's just going on tangents and I don't understand what's really going on fully. Personally, it seems like she's kind of high in this interview, which no judgment, (laughs) but it's hard to follow her logic. Like she's just blabbering out the mouth about like, Art and healing and dance, and it's this world and this perception. It's not a dystopian place or, or utopian a utopian place. Or- it's how I make sense of the world, and everything is a battle between this and that, and everything in between. And I was it's like, a well, lot. so what is it?
0: <laughs> Y'all, and it's hard because I we all know. So Lady Gaga is very smart,
1: yeah, she's clearly and very intelligent, like
0: philosophical, I would say. And I think. It's hard to know what she is using as a metaphor, and what she truly believes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. I don't know if she actually thinks. Like
1: she talks about like slipping into another realm, or like opening a portal when she's writing music. Yeah, she's opening and a portal like, to another realm and yeah. and taking from that realm for her art and putting and, it like, into the music.
0: Sounds are colors, but the lyrics come to her
1: through a portal from God, and like. And she hears a sign from above. Yeah. A sine wave.
0: And like, <laughs> I don't know
1: how I'm much- I'm not that, trying to make fun of her. I love that. No, her, no. And I I just
0: don't know how much of that is like she actually believes that, or these are all just really big metaphors.
1: And to me, during the Zane Lowe um interview. So she says that um we have to talk about art pop before we get to the like oh, tracks yeah, and yeah. stuff. So do not let me forget mm-hmm. because it's kind of it kind of ties into where Chromatica comes from. But she said that, like, the songs in Chromatica are, like, they were written in a way that explained different parts of Chromatica and her different viewpoints of the world and whatnot. But to be honest, a lot of the songs are just about, like, personal experiences, like a relationship or her relationship with fame or her relationship with her psychosis and yeah. how she treats it. I, I feel, as an as an artist myself... I feel like her explanation of Chromatica is so um, haphazard and kind of all over the place. One, because she is such a kooky artist who's like Mm -hmm. out there. So nothing's going to fully make sense to us, but to her, she's got it all figured out. Right. Yeah. But I also think that a lot of the songs were written about specific instances and feelings that she's having. And after they, Chose the, the track list that they did for the final version of the album. I think that's when the idea of how do we, how, are, how did these all string together mm-hmm. started to come up. I don't think it was a bigger picture so from you the beginning. I think she's trying to force it a little bit. I think she is forcing it a little okay. bit. I definitely think that all of the songs are coming from this like mindset of trying to figure out her life and view things from a different perspective, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that's how they—they they kind of, even though they were all created individually, based on my theory, that that's what ties them together. Not this chromatica, creative, like artsy world that she's trying yeah. to create. She's trying to pull a J.K. Rowling or something and create like a whole world mm-hmm. behind this like few characters that she named and wrote. Um, if that makes any sense, I think, I think the big picture was brought up after the fact.
0: Yeah. And she said like, it was throughout the interview, she talks about like subconscious versus conscious versus unconscious, like thoughts and feelings. So she's like, subconsciously, I was happy. But consciously, I just felt like I was really sad. But all the music I was making sounded really happy. And it was, like, driving me crazy. And, like, she didn't understand it. And she was also, after Joanne, she said she was so depressed she was, like, started chain-smoking. And, like... On her porch, she calls I'm like, girl, you live in a mansion... (laughs) She she said that she would be, like, chain-smoking in between, like, writing the songs for Chromatica. But then as soon as Chromatica, she was done writing it, she just stopped smoking. And it was, like she was healed.
1: Like I think I- Chromatica like like the I think the process of it was really tumultuous and when we get into the songs and if you haven't listened to Chromatica you you really should if you're even slightly interested because the music is great overall um but the content like when you actually when you actually read the individual lines of yeah. the verses of the songs you start to see why she is so confusing in the interviews. Because she was clearly going through a lot. And none of these songs is just about any one thing. There's a lot of layers of like psychology and these ideas about fame and love and heartbreak and identity that are all kind of wrapped up into the same track. The same four minute track. She
0: mentions that like she has very good doctors. And I, I think you can kind of see that in this album. Like she's taking you on a journey through her psychiatric Experience, Kind of, yeah. Like, she talks, that she has a song about her antipsychotic that she started having to take. Um,
1: and she said she has good doctors because they won't let, they won't give her pain meds or opioids yeah. or anything. And I'm like, assuming for her fibromyalgia. For fibromyalgia,
0: yeah, you don't want to treat that with, like, opioids. Any And also, she has a past... With addiction and stuff too, and like getting yeah, sober she talked and about she
1: talked about alcoholism during um, this uh, interview for this yeah, album too. But
0: it's it's all sounds it's like very like very abstract, wild. But also, I don't think
1: ad- some of the best artists visually, musically in in Western history have been. Like, the more abstract people. Pablo Picasso pushing boundaries. If you hadn't boundaries. cut me
0: off, I Sorry. was just going to We were on the same wavelength. Say, we were
1: on the same sign I was just wavelength. going
0: to say that I don't think as receivers of the art, you have to fully understand every single detail of its making. No, and that's kind like, of the beauty of abstract
1: yeah. art mm-hmm. is that it's... it's uh, not only is a lot of art open to interpretation, like, how you receive like you said Mm -hmm. someone's art even if they intended it one way and you perceive it in another and it helps you in one way a lot of artists will call that valid well take more abstract art like chromatica or art pop or something Mm -hmm. and receive it because it's so open-ended to what the actual meaning might have originally been you can kind of morph it and turn it into your own anthem for whatever you're going through Like, in uh, more so than you normally could.
0: Yeah. And so, I feel like Lady Gaga has always kind of been this, like, enigma. She calls herself Uh, that. uh, Well, actually, she says that people create enigmas of themselves and put them on, like, social media and stuff, which is an interesting concept. Like, everyone's,
1: like, inventing. It's like like, an
0: avatar. Yeah. Like, Like, what you want everyone to perceive you as. But she's always been, I think, a very, like intriguing artist like that's you know the meat dress you know she's always trying Um, to
1: shock and get people to think about things that they never would have from a pop star
0: yes and i think the reason chromatica might have been even more shocking is because in between art pop so there was joanne and then we saw her acting big big acting debut yes she was on american horror story hotel but like in uh, a star is born it and then at that time her performances of those songs were very like appealing to a much larger audience mm-hmm. and like straight people for example and i think people were like oh lady gaga is now becoming normal and it's like And nope. then she came out with Chromatica and we were like I'm glad oh. she didn't go the normie <laughs> yes. route though. Because for a second it was like she she's turning into like Is she's just gonna be like a like, rock star like now? Celine Dion almost even, you know, where she would just stand there and <laughs> sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, Celine Dion is one of her idols. You so. are... I love Celine. Um anyway, but so she's always been weird, and actually something that's interesting when you're so in medical school or PA school Nurse practitioner, whatever. When you're taking the psychiatry classes, you learn about personality disorders. And there's one called schizotypal personality disorder, which is basically just like, for lack of a more scientific term, it's just like weird people that can't relate to other people. And they always say, like, even in like, textbooks about it like like the little pearl books like this is an easy way to remember it they're like think of lady gaga when you think about schizotypal personality disorder and i was like okay let me like actually kind of look into this though because the thing about personality disorders is that they usually cause people to struggle to form relationships between themselves and other people i feel like lady gaga has friends
1: i feel like she does too or do you think she's a loner like i don't i don't i don't think she's a loner based on like what she talked about in the interview and her relationships with, like, the producers and other musicians. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's it's possible that we're not seeing some things behind the scenes, but yeah. she's definitely a social outcast, like a weirdo. Like, she's always yeah. felt like a weirdo, and she instead of shying away from it, put it into her art and you can see that she's a little bit of a weirdo yeah. in interviews and stuff. But... And
0: I'm going to, I'm going to read some of the diagnostic criteria yeah. so you can kind of see why people make this. Cause I do think it's like, it, it is a good way to remember it. And also the fact that she does take antipsychotics. Maybe she is. I mean, if you're on antipsychotics, it's usually because you either have bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. This is not medical advice. No. And this is not yeah, a diagnosis. This is not a medical podcast and I'm not certified in anything. So you know, whatever covering but, our asses. But <laughs> that would typically be the reason that someone would be on an antipsychotic to stabilize their mood or to prevent hallucinations. Yeah, Lady Gaga, I think, has talked about having psychotic breaks before. Yes, which is typical of like hallucinating. So, but you can also have bipolar disorder where you have mania with type like type things. So, anyway. She is. She has had moments where she has broken from reality, which is probably why she takes this medication. Yeah. But people with schizotypal personality disorder sometimes also have to take antipsychotics because their thinking is so abstract that they can't relate to anyone. So here, here are some, here are some symptoms that someone with this disorder might have: odd beliefs or magical thinking. So believing. Okay. Ding in, ding. Believing in clairvoyance, telepathy, or a sixth sense.
1: Going to realms. Uh,
0: maybe. Uh, yeah. Unusual perceptional experiences, so hearing a voice w- whispering their name. I feel like she talks about these portals opening and, okay. and, you know. um, Odd thought and speech that is vague, metaphorical, excessively elaborate. Yes. And so this whole interview, I was like, The whole that? interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very. Like, very, very just odd. And, like, seems like she's saying a lot, but is she really saying anything? You know, I don't know. Suspicious or paranoid thoughts. I don't know if she's a paranoid person, but, you know. Incongruous or limited affect. That's, that's, affect is just, like, your emotion that you're projecting out to the world. Don't worry about that one. Odd eccentric or peculiar behavior and or appearance. The meat dress.
1: (laughs) I, I would go even further and say there's a ton of, um weird outfits that she made for the chromatica oh, ball tour and the photo shoot for the mm-hmm. the album
2: booklet
0: yeah um see but this is lack of close friends or confidants
1: see, i don't think... i don't think Gaga's the kind of person yeah. that doesn't have people that care about her and
0: like... then excessive social anxiety that does not lessen with familiarity
1: I don't, know. I don't, I don't think she's talked enough about anxiety for us to have a gauge on whether yeah. she's got social anxiety. So
0: I think she's just kind of a weirdo. I, think I don't she's, know if she's
1: actually schizotypal. I think she's definitely a weirdo out there artist and mm-hmm. I love her for it. She's mm-hmm. always been one of my favorites. She
0: reminds me of Kesha. I think they're kind of both a little out there. You yeah. Know?
1: They don't care what the lines are. They're going to live in the moment and make the art that they want and say what they want to say. And honestly, wish I was more like it. Yeah, I think we
0: all could. I mean, they're not afraid to be themselves. Or are they?
1: Uh, I think they are themselves. Like No,
0: no, I, I just mean, mean, like, with Chromatica, I think Lady Gaga explores the, like, getting out of her head and, like, trying to just
1: live. I think she, know? like, goes into her head and then comes out the other side, mm-hmm. knowing how to process it, maybe. Okay. So, before we get into the track list... Yeah, you list, want to talk about art pop, right? I have to talk okay. about it. So, she was asked about it, and... She responded to a question that Zane Lowe had about, like, so art pop, people didn't understand it. It wasn't like, you know, the hit at the time or whatever. She said, quote, art pop was very rebellious, end quote. They have a discussion about how art pop was kind of a flop in the charts. Um, Gaga thinks the audiences were just not ready for art pop then and that Chromatica is kind of the spiritual successor um, that people can now understand better because it it came at a time when people were stuck with themselves, I guess. Yeah. Um, Chromatica's musical style and creativity. Oh, I think this is a quote, helped me personally understand art. Oh no, this is this is my response to it. <laughs> okay. Um so art pop came out, it was super weird, broke a lot of rules about pop music, and was really hard to understand like what the songs were about. Like they were really creative but they were not explicitly telling you like, is the song about a relationship? Is it about like this, that or the other, Mm -hmm. like art pop just felt kind of M -M personal from Gaga's point of view. And I think at the time in 2013, people weren't quite ready um, for pop music to go that far left and that kooky and abstract. And so when chromatica comes around in 2020 and we're all stuck in Isolation and we're, you know, stuck confronting all these things that we normally can ignore through our daily lives and leaving the house and going out. I think Chromatica was an opportunity for her to kind of break down the artifice that was the character that she was putting out for art pop. Like, I think art pop was her having fun Mm -hmm. and kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks and making it entertaining. I think Chromatica was her doing the same, throwing stuff at the wall, seeing if it sticks, but also tearing down whatever misconception people might have had about the way that she behaves and her identity and who she is. I think she really does dig deeper and is a little more vulnerable in it, and I think that helps sell it.
0: Yeah, it's a little... I would say Chromatica, even though we just talked about it being very... Out there, the way she describes it is really out it's there. It's even less abstract than art pop. I agree because there are songs on art pop where you're like, What? It sounds good, yeah, it's what fun, is going like it's on? a
1: bot, but what the <laughs> yeah. hell is happening? Like, swine! Swine! <laughs> yeah. That's the one that kept coming <laughs> yeah. into my head, too. I was like, What is like yeah. swine? Like, she's just calling someone dirty, yeah.
0: I don't, I freaking, <laughs> and then she's talking, singing about all the gods, and like every you know,
1: it's that just, was also the album she she's sang Do what you want oh. with R. Kelly. <laughs>
2: Oops! Yikes! Better she not. That. Yeah. But anyway,
0: yeah. Um, oh well. <laughs> the thing about it is, though, if Art Pop came out now, I think it would be. If it had come out today, I feel like it would be much more successful.
1: So my uh, my little thing that I misquoted that was actually just me mm-hmm. was Chromatica's musical style and its creativity and like the lyricism and the the way she describes the approach that she took to writing it, at least kind of helps me understand art pop from a different lens. Now I get art pop. I see what she was trying to do with it. Mm-hmm. It just... I think it didn't bake in the oven long enough. We weren't ready. I don't think we are ready. And I don't think she quite hit the mark that Chromatica did. Like, like Chromatica showed that... Enough. Chromatica showed that she could create a character in a world and tie all of the songs together in a big story. But... Art Pop didn't quite tell an overarching story and still kept some of that, like, celebrity mask on mm. and didn't let us in quite enough.
0: Yeah. Um, but I find myself listening to Art Pop more now than I did when it first came out. Same. Which is interesting. Anyway. Shall we get into it? Shall I we, think we,
1: shall we get into... should finally get into the track yeah.
0: list. <laughs> Okay, edit in some cool transition or something. Yeah,
2: it's so easy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, we are going to get into the first track Chromatica
2: 1.
1: Should we play any snippets? Like, just like a quick... If you want. I think if we play less than 30 seconds, we won't get flagged or anything. We're not
0: going to get ad money anyway.
1: It's not really about that. I just don't (laughs) want our video to get taken down. So maybe I'll play like 30 seconds of each song or like a little under. So this... It's very intro. Intro.
0: I? Okay, I'm on so, Chromatica.
1: <laughs> so the song is l- so actually the Chromatica's one, two, and three. So there's three there's an intro and then two interludes throughout the album that were meant to transition perfectly into the the coming song And so they do. And they, they do. do. They transition yeah. perfectly. <laughs> um They were created after all of the songs had been chosen for the final track list. And she worked with a composer um, and an orchestra to get the sound that she wanted for each of the transitions. And Chromatica, in her words, is like three different acts. And Mm -hmm. when she did the tour, which I got to go see, which was so good, um, was separated into like different acts of her different like areas. Did they have a live
0: orchestra or no?
1: I don't think think so. Flop. I'm just kidding. But they did... Re- Adele they, had a live orchestra. They did compose and record ahead of time different transitions. Like, they had done, like, remixes of the okay. chromaticas and added stuff to it, so there was even more orchestration. Um, But anyway, these were all written after the fact to help the different acts transition and add a little more mm-hmm. cinematic vibes.
0: And it is very... It's like very... Like, getting into... Chromatica One. It's very. It sounds like an overture of like a movie. It you know? basically acts like, like an overture.
1: Yeah. It's it's introducing you. In my head, it gives me this sense of like the clouds are parting and you're falling mm-hmm. through these multicolored clouds into this dystopian atmosphere, and you're yeah. like entering Chromatica for the story. Well, and
0: she said that like she wanted it to feel like you were descending into like. That that scary place that your mind goes, like mm. like how she talks about, not necessarily a psychotic break, but she'll talk about later, like falling into a hole, like like you just start over analyzing everything. So even though it's beautiful, a K hole, an A-hole, A hole, not a K hole, an A hole, <laughs> even though. Whole- <laughs> Um, it's beautiful, it has this kind of like ominous feel to it of like I'm falling.
1: Yes, and at the yeah. end of it it transitions and goes into a more minor tonality, like it sounds more spooky mm-hmm. and it goes straight into the next track. Um if you Yeah, an arrival is what I wrote. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's mm-hmm. stunning, beautiful, captivating, mysterious, and it acts as the arrival on Chromatica. Yeah. Um What, what would you rate the song? Did you rate them? I'm going to think of it on the fly, which
0: I can do. Okay. Fine. Um, but like we did with Tay-Tay and Adele, we're going to rate from one to 10 or I guess zero to 10, but nothing's going to be
1: zero. And the way I'm rating is like within the context of both Chromatica and Gaga's previous works. Yeah.
0: That's how I like to do it too. Cause I would say this was unexpected. I didn't like, when I first heard this, I was like, Oh, she's given a symphony You know, like, like pop artists rarely do that. So, or rarely do it well. Yeah. So it was kind of cool. I say, I don't, I mean, it's not really, it's like an intro. So you're not really going to like listen to it except to hear the transition. Maybe.
1: Um, I would say like seven, I gave it an eight out of 10 because I think that the way it artistically glides into the next track and sets the listener up for, the journey that we're about to go on with her, I think is just a uh, chef's kiss. It is really
0: cool. I just don't listen to it. So, seven, and before
1: five. she said, it was like the descent into the world. Uh, that's what my mind saw. The first time I heard it, I was just mm. like, Oh, I know what she was doing. Yeah. It communicated exactly. So on to track number two. And it, it kind of goes in. And you're like, mm. here we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll here play. we go. Her name is not Alice, and then here's a little bit of the beat. Okay. So Alice, her name is not Alice. That's the third time he said that this podcast.
2: <laughs> is that he, that line okay. sticks
1: in my head every time I think about Chromatica? Gunter? I think. Why your name?
0: When it first came out, he would walk around the house doing that, like, multiple times a day.
1: (laughs) And I would do it, like, in an operatic style, too. Which is not how she does it.
0: And, um, so basically, this song in her interview, she was saying it's... She's in this feeling of... She descends into this, this dark place, and she's, like, doesn't know if she's gonna make it. She doesn't know if she's gonna survive this, um... She's stuck in her mind. She's falling down, down, so down, 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 down. down. My name. Um. But and and sh- her name is not Alice. She's not Alice in Wonderland. But she's gonna keep trying to look for Wonderland.
1: She is. Mm-hmm. So the song is. Uh. It has really choppy synthesizers in it that doo 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 doo. Even though that's the beat for a different song, but that's, it's say, it's, yeah. it's a similar vibe. <laughs> yeah. Um. And a heavy dance house beat. So it's calling on that nineties, which dance is consistent throughout the whole album. Yes. It's very like every song is like a dance track. Every single song minus the interludes. Um, I believe that this song is about the confusion. She feels going in and out of reality when she's having like psychotic breaks and you know, from the fibromyalgia pain, I bet that takes a mental toll. Um, this song is kind of her introducing this, uh, this idea that she's, quote, "stuck in a trauma response feedback and feels detached from her own body." Um, quote, "I'm not sure I'm going to make it, but I'm going to try." Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the trying to hang on as literally your senses and perception are kind of failing you.
2: Yeah.
1: And the song literally sounds like you could dance to it in a dark club room and get lost mm-hmm. in your thoughts. Yeah. yeah.: I give it an eight out of 10. I I'll really like do- Alice.
0: Yeah, he really likes it. I really it. like it. it. I'll listen to it. It's not one of my faves. I'll do 7.5. I'm being so harsh. Just kidding. Um, But it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Something about the, the melody is not my favorite.
1: Um, but. Yeah, it's got, a very, it's got a very monotonous kind of melody. It's not jumping around a lot. But mm-hmm. I don't know, just the way the beat works. I just, I like it. Moving on to Check
0: Why don't you be low? This was the first uh, single.
1: Uh, uh. Let's see if i like...
0: We were not in the right key.
1: Very electro. Uh-huh.
2: Don't do it for too long now. It's 17 seconds. Okay. And then <laughs>
0: One of my favorite parts of this song is the (laughs) ostinato... I don't know. You mean just like the chord progression with no, the bass? It's just the bass going. <laughs> 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 <That's>, <laughs> I
1: don't know if that's an ostinato. I think that's I just, just like a riff. to call it's things just... ostinatos
2: <laughs> because in, in my very limited
0: musical knowledge in music history we learned that a repetitive bass line is an ostinato. Yes, so
1: but, but it's more of like a it's like a measure by measure kind of thing. It's like a it's like a phrase, not necessarily a like that
2: da, it da, da, doesn't da, necessarily da, 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 da. apply to pop music first of all it's really just it, which, an uh, yeah
1: it, it's just a it's just a mode it's just a rhythmic motive like with the root of the chord
0: anyway i love songs that have like a
1: repetitive bass going on because it feels <stutters> like it's like driving the song it does there's like, always like you're expecting that that yeah. heavy fast beat to continue once yes. you hear it Um, This song is the album's obligatory single, the one that was going to get the radio play, so it, it became the lead single. It's surface level, it sounds like it's just a stupid pop song about love. It's not my favorite, but looking at the lyrics in preparation for this episode, I realize that there is quite a bit under the hood Lyrics wise, that's mm. a little more on the I'm falling apart. I'm a mess. I have no idea what's going on. I just want, I just want somebody to love me while all I'm I suffering.
2: Was love. Hey, hey,
1: hey, hey, yeah. Yeah. Um, She's falling apart on the inside. Just want somebody to hold on to her while she's breaking down. Although you wouldn't like if you, uh, if you weren't analyzing the song line by line, you wouldn't catch that at all.
0: Yeah. For me, again, it's like the chorus is just not Freak out! Well, that's the pre-chorus, but, like... I want your stupid love! No, uh, but I don't uh, like the pre-chorus where it's like, Freak out! Freak out! Freak out! Freak It's just like, we get it, you're freaking out.
1: Yeah, you're, <laughs> having, a, you're yeah. having an episode, it's a just psychotic a little, break. It's a little
0: too repetitive for me, so I, I give this one... This
1: song's almost too pop for this album.
0: This one... I'll give it a seven. I gave it a
1: seven out of 10.
0: When it first came out, I was like shook. I was like, oh my God, she's bringing us back to like born this way. Kind of like, that's what I was like thinking. Um, But I think also maybe it was just overplayed on the radio and
2: stuff. Like it's easy to miss the depth in the song for
1: me. Like if it comes on at the club, like I'm living, but it's not a song. As if we ever are in a club. Yeah. I don't know
2: when
0: the last time we went to a club. I told him
1: yesterday, like (laughs) we need to go to a drag show. It's been so long. But not, not, not now. Yeah, okay. Okay. Track four Rain on Me.
2: How ask for a free ride? She didn't. I only asked you to show me a me. Rain on me, rain, rain, rain on me.
1: I hear the sun. This one was so. When I tell you it was so (laughs) cool to hear this song in that Mm -hmm. big ass arena in Atlanta. And every time it was the rain on everybody would jump and prep for the rain on me. It didn't
0: cause an earthquake.
1: It was like a, I know with me there, it was like a, it was like a rave almost, but not, um, this song. What a bop.
0: This song. Okay. This, I'm just going to say, was a. It's not a tumultuous part of our relationship at all. But this is when Gunter and I would fight about whether or not Ariana Grande was good or not, like routinely. Like that was a, a sore subject for us because I was an Ari Stan at this time. And Gunter doesn't like Ariana Grande that much. So. I think that she is a very talented vocalist. I just think she's. She doesn't use her talent. I in think a she's way that-
1: also very inauthentic as a celebrity. Like she's, she just puts on the face and show that people want. I don't, I don't see her as her. Okay, okay, okay.
0: But this is what I want to talk about. So, in the interview that she did with Zane that mm-hmm. is his name, she talks about how when Ariana showed up to the studio to record this song, um she really pushed Ariana out of her comfort zone. And she said that she had to make her break out of whatever pop culture chains she had holding her back vocally. So I think that's why Gunter enjoys Ariana's performance on this song, because Lady Gaga, she said like Ariana was performing and she had to literally be like, no, do it again. But like, stop doing whatever you think you are supposed to be doing. Just sing. And she was like, What I'm gonna do is, you're gonna be sitting in the thing singing, and I'm gonna be out here dancing like a fool. To you singing. And Ariana was like, no, no, I can't. Like, it's so much pressure. And she, like, really, really had to push her to break away. And I think that maybe is why you feel like Ari comes across as, like, inauthentic and stuff. Because I feel like she's, like, feels like she has to present and sing a certain way all the time.
1: Girl, you don't. I want to hear yeah. less <laughs> of this crap rap that you're giving me. And I want to hear some, like, woo! I want to hear some crazy but that's vocals. that's what she
0: does on this song. Like, I know. So, and I feel like that's why you like this Ariana performance and and I do. Some people were like, Ariana makes this song. It'd be nothing without Ariana. I don't, I don't agree with
1: that, that but I do think Ariana
0: Grande makes the song better. better. Yes. And so at first I was like, is this going to be a good collab? It was,
1: this song is such a bop. It's so good. Um, I didn't like it when it first dropped, but we listened to it on the phone first, so we didn't get a lot of the bass yes. re- okay. registers of the the production. Oh, so good. The song, to me, is kind of anthemic and kind of about being let down or disappointed in people or society or yourself. Um, I think she also has a layer of it where it's about, like, alcoholism. It and- is.
0: She said, like, in the interview, she was like, I'd rather be dry, like, I'd rather be sober but uh, at, least at least I'm alive. I'm living,
1: Yeah, know? I still have the ability to go forward and yeah. and find a solution or whatever. Um, in the music video, supposedly, that's the capital of Chromatica, like the oh, world of Chromatica. Okay. There's parts the music th-
0: video was really
2: cool.
1: It is, except you can tell that it's very green screen, so it feels wow. early 2000s, <laughs> yeah. um, like when they thought they were doing it. But there's like a city in the background that looks kind of dystopian vibes or whatever, and they're dancing in the rain mm-hmm. and it's very cyberpunk, grungy. Uh, supposedly, that setting is supposed to be the capital on the Chromatica map. Mm-hmm. Just fun okay. facts, people.
0: And their live performance of this, it was either at the VMAs or the Grammys or something.
1: The one where they had like the they glow had the up masks, masks
0: on. Ariana Grande slays that performance and she she's hits an even higher note than she does in the actual recording and when it's happening right after she does it Lady Gaga like pulls the mic away from her mouth and grabs Ariana's arm and is like I don't know what she says people like she like nods and like and then goes back to singing and people <laughs> people have made memes about it where <laughs>
1: You stole my Yeah,
0: it's like she's like, (laughs) I wonder what Lady Gaga was saying, and it's like, Don't you ever do that again.
1: (laughs) Don't you ever steal the the spotlight from me again?
0: But no. Do you think you are sure from what from what she said and they like are really close now. I think she probably was like, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. And that also was talked about in the interview. Lady Gaga felt that when she was coming up in as a female artist, she didn't have any female mentors. Like in the music industry, because none of them wanted to associate with her because she was so, like,
1: weird, too and sexual stuff. and too weird and too out there. And so,
0: she was like happy to be that person for Ariana and really get her to break out of her comfort zone with this song. Well, I'm glad maybe she needs yeah. to
1: help produce the next album so it's not this seven rings. Oh, crap. I'm sorry, so it was not money. good. I mean. Yes, but I still... Clearly it's
0: appealing to some people. (laughs) I
1: know. Uh, We just had this conversation today. I don't understand why people are obsessed with artists that are pretty much just spoon-feeding people the pop music and the dance tracks that they want. It's like, no, it's not nobody. But a lot of the music industry and the consumers behind the music industry who are streaming and keeping these artists afloat, like, I'm just going to call it out, The Weeknd, I understand zero of his music, and I don't understand why people stream everything in record numbers like from Ariana, even when it's not great, in my opinion, and The Weeknd, in my opinion. I know beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But I want an artist to give me an authentic representation of something that they've been through and, like, like say something. Say something. uh, It doesn't have to be the most emotional thing ever. But tell me something. Tell me a story. Don't just... Oh, I'm high. I'm at the club. Oh, I went to a party. Oh, I'm so rich. I'm so sick of pop music talking about how rich and how high and how drugged and how what sex is like. I'm oh, just give me an authentic represent. Um, I broke up with my boyfriend, so I just bought me and my girlfriend's jewelry because I'm rich. Like, and, kind and, of a power and, move. And <laughs> I, I, I think in the political time that we're in right now, like it's like some people it's okay to, to flaunt their wealth, but other people, it's not like our generation as millennial Gen Z weird cuspier cuspers or whatever. It's like, we have an inconsistency with like the artists that will support when it comes to the, the topics that they talk about in their music. And then a politician says something about money and then we're like at their throats. And honestly, I, 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 I just don't understand why we prop up people who are like all about their own ego and aren't giving an authentic like artistic interpretation of something that they've gone through. Anyway. And that's just my that's just my opinion. Uh, if you disagree it's fine. It's okay.
0: Yeah, he has strong opinions people.
1: As a musician who like blood, sweat and tears for like Five streams, yeah, I'm probably a little, like, jaded or whatever, and that's probably why I don't <laughs> like these little- <laughs> these artists who are, like, seven rings, uh, 34 plus 35, <laughs> that's 69. It's, like, I literally cry and work my ass off to make music that no one listens to, um...
0: Yeah, and we've talked about before how it's kind of frustrating that just because someone is famous, they can make a song that's not good. And people, people, it will still, people, it will eat still eat it sell, out. people still will still eat, eat it up. Whereas if Gunter were to record the exact same song, no and, one and, and, would listen and it would sound it. exactly the same, like say, but just because he's not already famous, no one would listen to it. So that's frustrating. I get it. But also... Like you said, Ariana Grande is talented. Yes, she, 100%. Yeah, I'm not taking like, that away yeah. from her.
1: I just wish she would focus that talent, that vocal ability that she is like... Like her whistle tones and whatnot. Like, girl, you are one of the most amazing sopranos that has ever lived. You should be able to sing power ballads and pop songs all day long.
0: And she can. Her, but this, her previous music has But this little
1: white girl her. rapping is not my vibe.
0: She's like doing... I think she's actually about to be Glinda in a remake of Wizard of Oz. And I
1: bet she's going to be damn good at yeah. it too.
0: Cuz she's also she was like Broadway trained.
1: Um, what? I
0: think Glinda doesn't sing that song. <laughs> but
1: whatever. She was singing it on TikTok <laughs> yeah. yesterday. Okay. That was a long tangent, but whatever. Right on
0: me for me? For me it's a 10.
1: For me it's a <laughs> 9 out of 10. It's a very close. Yeah. But <laughs> like- Yeah, when something's too popular or too poppy, I have to knock it down a peg because I need to show her that she is not that bitch. (laughs) Okay, well, I like the. I like it's not
0: a no. Every time I listen to it, it's a bop, so it's a ten.
1: I like. I love "Rain on Me." Do like "Do Not Come for Me." Nine point five out of ten, whatever. (laughs) But I love the hidden tracks, like the the hidden gems in a track list that other people kind of like. Don't pay attention to because it doesn't get the streaming numbers and it's not a lead single. I like to find the songs that have a little more depth in the in the lyricism and a and a unique sound, and that's coming up next. And this is my 10 out of 10. Oh. I'm giving I'm giving it I'm I'm giving up the ghost early. Ah!
0: Okay, well the next track is Free Woman.
1: Yes! I love this one. This intro alone makes it a 10 out of 10 for me. <laughs> She walks the downtown. The
2: downtown.
1: I'm a free woman. I'm a free woman.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a free woman. Uh-huh. Oh. Hold on, we gotta do that again.
1: I don't know it. I'll do the melody. I'm a free woman. Uh Uh-uh.
0: That sounded so much worse. We should have just great? stuck with the. First
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried. No, we both took the harmony. Yeah.
0: Yes, I know. I know. Uh, you
1: You should know that I'm supposed to take the harmony. I'm the countertenor here. You stick to tenor land. You You take the bottom. The
0: melody. Yeah. Tenors be singing the melody a lot. Okay.
1: Damn, that could have been good. <laughs> it's
0: fine. Okay. We're gonna
1: do. We're gonna try it before the end of this episode again. This song.
0: Is all about what she's had to go through to get to where she is now as okay. a woman,
1: as a woman.
0: And um, she says that all the stuff I went through does not have to be a source of pain anymore because all of that stuff made me who I am and I am now free.
1: And I think the stuff that she's talking about, trigger alert, trigger warning.
0: Yes, assault warning.
1: Yes. So log off now, if this is a, a sore topic for you or skip ahead, just like, like, uh, to be safe, I would click it a few times. Um, it's likely also about her experience. Um, the traumatic experience of being sexually assaulted in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which is something that Cash has talked about it, mm-hmm. very publicly. Gaga has talked about it before. Um, the The verse "I walk the downtown, hear my sound" in the first verse, then transitions and evolves into the second verse, into "We walk the downtown, oh, oh, we own the downtown, hear our sound." That immediately makes me think of the Me Too movement and the mm. Pussy Hats when the March for Women's Rights and Reproductive Rights was happening a few years ago, where. You know, one famous person shares a story and then all of a sudden there's thousands of women that gather and travel to big cities and wear the pussy hats and do the marches to draw attention to the fact that women still aren't treated as equals in society. Mm -hmm. So I think she uses her trauma from that experience, I'm assuming it's the sexual assault, Mm -hmm. Um, to... I think it's, I think it's a reflection on what she saw happen in society after people started sharing their stories. And she
0: said that even though she hates the idea of gender and like, like saying, you know, like she thinks
1: that. Boxing people in.
0: People that use their gender identity, sexual identity or anything like that to define themselves, like she hates that. Like she said, she should interview. just be who you are. Yeah. But she said that she felt like it was still important to make the song Free Woman because of all the injustices and, and things that women go through in this country. Injustices? Inju- Probably not a word. Injustices? Isn't that a
1: word? Breast disease.
0: Breast disease? I've heard no.
1: I've- <laughs> <laughs> no, in the South, sometimes people will call them breast disease. Like breast as in my- This is my breast disease.
0: Okay. Y'all, this song is a bop. Are
1: we canceled? <laughs> <And I don't-> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> um, the song is such a bop. And when she performed it at the uh-huh. Chromatica Ball Tour, I think it was in the second or third act. And she was wearing this gilded gold foil looking like outfit with this... um. It was like this very wiry check the Instagram for the exact photo because I will put a screenshot from the mm. video I took. She's wearing this k- kooky, very artsy, fartsy gold headpiece that's like under wraps under her eyes. And she's walking down the middle of the arena, like where the floor seats are. And she's just like, and she's like voguing, like she's ballrooming. And I just, I lived for this song live because the way that they produced the sound for a live audience sounded so good. It just sounded so good. I had the time of my life at this song. It was so good.
0: Okay. Well, I give it
1: a nine. It's a 10 out of 10. (laughs) Fight me.
0: Next is one of my favorites.
1: Mine too. Ah!
0: It's, It's fun tonight. Feeling something that I can't explain. Ah.
2: Think it's so wound, I still entertain. I'm not having fun tonight. I'm I'm not not having having fun tonight.
1: tonight. Hey, that was good. (laughs) That was good. So, this song, fun fact about the chromatical ball part two um this song was originally not on the set list when she first started doing the tour for the first few yes. dates and the yes. gays they didn't riot but it was all over social media and gaga's always got her finger in the pulse with the gays and whatnot it always has always will she is mother monster
0: she said that when she uh she can't wait for the day like back because of covid and stuff that she can go to every gay club that she can find to dance to this music with yes
1: (laughs) and i want her to come to a club here and dance to this music with us this song was not originally on the set list in the gays complained about it so much on like twitter and instagram and stuff that she finally added it to and it including and so like very like to to famous
0: drag queens were like yes they we were not- like yeah.
1: why is fun tonight not on there though like <laughs> yeah. like we are trying we did not have fun tonight because mm-hmm. we wanted to hear the song so she finally added it the power of the people people come on what what did you write about it
0: so i just thought this is one of those songs where Lyrics are really sad.
1: They're really sad. Like,
0: really sad, but it's such a fun song. So this is kind of like when she talked about how she was, the music she was writing was very joyful, Mm -hmm. but her, like, actual consciousness was, like, I'm miserable. And so she said that the first, like, any time that she used to listen to this track, she would get choked up and, like, want to cry. Um, because people were really trying, like, all of her friends were really trying to get her to smile and laugh and, like, have a good time. And she just had to finally be like, this isn't fun. Like, I'm depressed. And that's really sad, because, like, she just didn't have the ability to be happy when everyone was trying to get her to have fun.
1: Like, clearly there was more wrong than just the surface. Yeah. And
0: so that's what she said in the interview. I thought it was pretty powerful.
1: Uh, I can't tell. So this song is kind of like, um, there's very few moments in this album where she actually slows down the emotional pace. So like the tempo is still up for the chorus of this song. The verses are a little bit on the, on the there. Uh, the tempo is consistent throughout the song, but the beat is not heavy in the verses. It's just very, uh, the, and then the drums come in later. It's a rare moment in the album where emotionally and Dance-wise, it slows down at certain points and really contrasts with the high-energy upbeat anthemic sound of the rest of the And the one of songs. my
0: favorite parts, I think, where that's kind of exemplified in this song is after the first verse, it sounds like it's going to go into a beat drop, but it goes seamlessly into the second verse. Yeah. And so it kind of, like, tricks your brain because you're like, okay, this has, like, kind of been slower. We're listening to the lyrics. We're ready to have fun. But then it's like, you love the paparazzi, love the... You know, it, like, goes into... Sorry, our cats be wild They really um, do. Be. We, but it it's kind of it like fakes you out a little bit. Yeah, and then finally the beat comes in towards the end. I just really love this song. It's she. The
2: I can see it in your face. You don't think I'll pull
0: away. It's so oh, it's so good.
1: It it is a very yeah. phenomenal song. <laughs> um, I can't tell if lyrics wise she's having the conversation with like the the the. Diametrically opposed parts of her identity, like the one that's wanting Whoa, to have fun. Even, I've never heard of well, that she word says before. she looks in the mirror. Um, she's looking in the mirror, and one of the lyrics. Oh, like you don't know if she's saying to herself. I don't know if she's looking in the mirror, talking to herself, and admitting that she's not in a state where she's going to be able to have fun, or if she's telling like a partner or friends that while they're out. She's not, she's not having fun. I think she's fun. telling herself. Like, we might have to part ways because I'm not okay.
0: I think she's telling herself because she's like, um, I can see that you're not actually happy. Um, you love the fame, but it's causing you pain. Like, I, I do think it's probably talking to
1: herself. Uh, it's. I think it it might be a blend of that where's the mirror quote
2: I can't see straight
1: yeah I can see it in your face you don't think I pull my weight I it's it's like maybe it's time for us to say goodbye because I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling I'm not having fun tonight who is she saying goodbye to like the part of herself that's not healing or To her friends or her partner. I think it's
0: herself. You love the paparazzi, love the fame, even though you know it causes me pain. Like, it's her celebrity side.
1: I feel like I'm in a prison hell. Stick my hands through the steel bars and yell. And if I scream, you walk away. When I'm sad, you just want to play. It's like
0: like her celebrity persona is like, I think, making her unable to feel. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: but that would be the diametrically opposing sides of her identity. I also identity. thought maybe
0: it was her like singing to her fans, too.
1: So I, I was cut off when I was trying to say, I think she said something about how the fans could tell that something was going on because she was hard to read and understand uh, the years leading up to Chromatica. I, mm-hmm. I think she said something about that in reference to Fun Tonight. I could be making maybe. it up in a dreamscape in my head, though. But True. what uh have you said everything you wanted to? Yeah, about it? yeah. Okay. This song is a nine out of ten for me.
0: I'll give it a nine point five.
1: It's yeah, it's almost a yeah. ten. This honestly it might be for a ten for a while.
0: Me. Yeah, because for a while this was my favorite song on the album. I'll give it a ten. It's up there with for me if uh, I if I'm gonna give Rain on me a ten, I gotta give this a ten. If I'm giving free yeah. woman a
1: ten, this is getting a ten. Yeah. All right. I've my mind has been changed.
0: Okay, so we're done with the first act. Mm -hmm. We're going into act two with Chromatica 2.
1: Yes, and so this one transition, it's literally its only purpose is to transition into the next real track, Mm -hmm. and it does it so perfectly. So I guess I'll just play the transitionary area. What a oh so when you stream the album, you've got to download it if you want to hear the perfect transition and I've noticed that when I've tried to play it That's for That's why
0: Apple Music sucks booty.
1: Okay, so Spotify <laughs> does it too if you have a lacking cell no, signal. It yes, it does. Bet money. Maybe. We're but on you Wi-Fi also, though. Well, I guess <laughs> our Wi-Fi is not that great. Um uh, but I'll play the transition when we talk about the next song. So Chromatica 2, would you write?
0: I mean, I think I think Chromatica 1 is a little more beautiful than Chromatica 2 to me. Agreed. Um, like Gunter said, it's kind of, it just kind of acts as a way to transition into 9 um, yeah. one Which is cool. Yeah. It's, it does like, it's very, very well done. Again, um, it's just not as powerful as Chromatica 1 to me.
1: It it does it doesn't serve the same purpose. It's meant to be. It's only so. Chromatica one is exactly one minute long. Mm-hmm. Chromatica two is only forty two seconds long. So it's yeah. it's almost half the length. It's really just a little transition into a, a different feeling for the second act.
0: And honestly, if she had just transitioned fun tonight into nine one one, it would be very jarring. So...
1: Yes, because you're about to hear it. Yeah. So what 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 would you rate? seven Um, Seven.
0: well no a six (laughs) because i think i gave chromatica one around a seven so
1: um i gave oh i also gave chromatica two a six i mean in the context of the of the interludes the instrumentation tracks it's it's a six that's nothing special but it does transition very cool yes um okay this should not screw up this time It
2: did it again. It did it again. God. (laughs)
1: Darn it. Hold on. It's for some reason 911 is not downloaded. No, shh. Do not copyright strike me. Okay. So let's vamp. The next song, 911. Okay. Let's see if it works.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh. If it's not. Why is it doing okay, this? Okay, it's 9-1... They get it. They get it. We're not doing it anymore. Okay. The, the gig is up.
1: The okay. gig... <laughs> okay, okay. It's the jig is up, but okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> the gig. Okay. Well, damn... Yeah, a uh, half the effect is the transition into it because it's so.
0: All the like <laughs> review videos where they like listen to it, they all like scream when they hear it because they're so shocked. Jesus
1: Christ! We should find one of them and try to post it on the Instagram. One of the when when Chromatica two turns into nine one one and it's like a meme video. Okay,
0: <laughs> we'll look into it. But um, so this one, when I first heard it, it's very repetitive again. Yeah. So it wasn't one of my favorites. But after watching the interview, she talks about how it's about the antipsychotic medication that she's prescribed to take um and so she takes it when her brain starts to become her enemy, so like my biggest enemy is me
1: popping nine one one
0: her nine one one pill, and she wanted to make it clear that it's not it's an opioid. not an opioid or, or a narcotic, so it's not like she's popping pills to like lose herself or whatever um another thing about antipsychotics I mentioned before bipolar schizophrenia um people that have suicidal ideation also usually take like Risperdal or something like that, which is an antipsychotic to prevent themselves from completing suicide. So this song where she's like, this is my biggest enemy is me. I need to save myself by popping this pill. I don't know if she has suicidal ideation, but that could be what she takes it for also. Um, Again, very, that's me speculating. So I don't know, (laughs) but...
1: So the song has this very anxious sound from the very robotic and almost machine-like delivery. Turning off emotional phases, keep repeating self-fighting phases, I have heard. It's very, it's not rap, but it's giving that idea of the the words in, in the time are more important than mm-hmm. the pitches, than melody. Um, and the song gets very anxious and sounds very electronic and glitchy, almost like... Her mind is starting, her nervous system is, like, shutting down. Like, it's glitching out, and that's when she takes the 911.
2: Glitch! Glitch!
1: Um. Yeah, she's her own problem. There's no clear solution by the end of the song, but the way that the verses roll into each other and the way that she delivers the vocals makes me think that it's a very stream-of-consciousness kind of writing style with the lyrics. It's just Mm -hmm. all of these, like, things that she thinks that are all starting to overwhelm her and overload yeah. at the same time.
0: I think the message of the song is better than the song.
1: To I me. really like this song. Yeah, I really like I'm it. I'm
0: just like, keep repeating self-hating faith, self-fighting, self-hating, self-hating. Yeah. I don't, anyway, it's clear what this song is about. And I think again, it's vulnerable. She's letting us into this part of her life that a lot of famous people probably wouldn't. Um, it's a good song. But it's not one of my favorites. I'll give it a seven.
1: I gave it an eight. I <laughs> dig it. Yeah.
0: Now, the next one, as soon as I heard this one, I was like, oh, I love this song.
1: I had to change my score for this one because I, I rated it too low.
0: Oh, for the next, next one. Like, okay. The next one. The next one is called Plastic Dog. Okay. Here's a little. little.
1: It had your ostinato. Yes, the ostinato. This is what I'm telling you people. I don't think that's an ostinato. But still,
0: that's what I mean. It's like, it's a driving force in the song. It makes me love songs. Like, it's just, even though I didn't really love Stupid Love. Anyway, Plastic Doll. She's singing about how uh, from uh, uh, the outside perspective, she has kind of created this celebrity image that she's like this plastic doll that like isn't human Mm -hmm. and that people can like talk shit about her say all these things use her whatever and it doesn't matter because she's like not a real person but her message is i'm not your plastic doll don't play with me it
1: hurts me i'm a human Mm. my interpretation of it was that well first i said it's a fantastic song because it is um it's it's all of these, like, metaphors and references to her being dressed up in, like, a doll to be parade, paraded in mm-hmm. front of people and played with for entertainment. Just like Trevor was talking about. But, you know, she's a human that's not tailored to any one person's specific needs or wants or ideals. Um, and if someone's going to be able to love her, I saw it more from the relationship perspective. Mm. If someone's going to love her, if you, like, uh, something, something, you... What is she, what are the lyrics when she's like, if you're a real boy,
2: uh,
1: yeah. if you're a real boy, like don't you, play, play with me. So yeah. if you're, if you're like in it for realsies, just know that I'm not what you see on TV. Like Stephanie is different from Gaga.
0: Anyone calls her Stephanie?
1: I think her family does. Really? Yeah. Oh. Cause that's, that's what they knew her as before she created the character that, that is, is Lady so Gaga. weird to think about i'm stephanie stephanie, <laughs> <But> <laughs> stephanie joanne angelina germanata
0: whoa i didn't know the angeline um okay but yeah so this song's about
1: this me, song is such a bop
0: i love the lyrics to like the lyric the the imagery that she gives of i've lived in a pink box so long i'm waiting to see I trixie mattel t-
1: do a lip sync to the song where is it where is it i
0: was just gonna say this would be just a, go- a such a good lip sync song for a drag queen Trixie, because where's Trixie? Trixie for sure. Like her whole thing is being a Barbie. Like, come on.
1: Trixie, you're this
0: is stupid. I've got blonde hair and cherry lips. Ugh, it'd be so good. It'd be so good. I come with a purse and new shoes. Like I just love the I love the cleverness of this one. The imagery is very yeah.
1: specific and like gives a very plastic sheen to her as mm-hmm. a as, you know, the celebrity.
0: I'll say this one. For moi? It's a ten. Oh, this good. is this is my favorite. Like, I would I would listen to this one the most. This one and Fun Tonight were like my two. This is a nine yeah.
1: out of ten. I love it. I love it. I love it. I just think Fun Tonight and Free Woman have something on this one for some I reason. I forgot how
0: much I liked this album. It's been a while since. Well, we it's haven't gotten out.
1: to the crappy tracks yet. There's a few, There's in a f- my opinion. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm, well, crappy well, what? They're they're all coming up. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah the the end of this album leaves something to be.
1: Desired. desired yeah <laughs> but it's like ooh, you back it with the bad ones yeah. okay next track
2: it's a sour candy
1: i don't even want to play this one it's not great
2: okay
0: that beat in the back's kind of good though but <laughs> the
1: beat is great <laughs> yeah. but the the overall sound of the song. This is song is just, Sour Candy,
0: by the way, featuring Black Pink.
1: Yeah, it features Black Pink. They sing in English and Korean. Gaga comes on pretty much just for the choruses. I might be messed, messed up. up. <laughs> you well, now. that's up. I'm hot on the outside, but if you oh. give me time, it's like like she puts on like a grungy kind of sound. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the song. I'm just, I, I don't even want to talk about it that much. Four out of ten. You can talk about it as much as you want. This song is such a filler track that feels kind of forced. Yeah, it's not got a whole it doesn't lot of even depth. Even like either.
0: lyrically, do anything for me. And maybe that's because well, I don't speak Korean. Half the verses
1: are Korean. Yeah, and that's great and exciting, but, but I have no idea what they're saying.
0: I don't think that they're saying much based on what Lady Gaga says, in not it? Like I'm sour candy, so sweet, then I get a little angry. Yeah, like that's well, that's what Blackpink. Well, that's sings. what I know. But it's like if that's the chorus. I can't imagine that the verses have much substance.
1: This the song feels like Well, what like are it we was... a Sour
0: Patch Kid? Yeah. First they're sour, then they're sweet. <laughs> okay. What like it's just it's it's a little childish. It's giving and, warhead like And I understand I think it's cool that she decided to collaborate with um an international, like huge like like we might do an episode on K-pop, maybe. We don't know that much about it, but it's like taking over the world. Yeah. And so I'm sure she probably was like, oh, I should do a song with Blackpink, but
1: I wish the but, song was better. And it could
0: be the, the, like, like black, like they can sing and stuff. And you can tell that they don't yeah. love
1: this song either because and and they being the proverbial they because you know, it takes a team two minutes and 38 seconds. It's not a long yeah, song a short. at all.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said four,
1: four out of 10. It's not great. I'll give it a five. Said than me, she actually performed part of it at um Chromatica Ball, and I was like, "Me and Ally Rose, shout out, girl." We looked at each other and we're like, "Because we both hate it." Oh, gosh. <laughs> Moving on to the next track, because Sour Candy's just—you're not missing much.
2: I'll be your enigma.
0: Fan time. First of all, the way I'll she opens this song.
1: A open mind that, mind that mind I'm so blind mystery man. weird accent. Woman fantam. Um, it's weird. Everything turns into an eh. eh yeah. Eh.
0: This song isn't very memorable, except for the beginning. I, I'll
2: be She is very... Something
0: that I like that she does in this song is very, like... She's very growly throughout it. Like, but I guess she does that a lot. Maybe Gaga loves to growl.
1: So, Enigma is maybe not the worst song on the album, but I did not rate it high at all. Um... <laughs> the way I typed out open mindset is like that Spongebob meme where it's like, <gasps> oh
2: <my laughs> where gosh, like lowercase
1: yeah. and uppercase. The song is really just like from, from my perspective is about like a potential romance and comparing it to all of these like random metaphors. Violet light smears the atmosphere. Like it's just random rhymes. I'm so scared, but I'm standing here.
0: What's with the
2: twang? Because
1: she does a weird twang. Oh. Found <laughs> town. Yeah. I d- this song is bizarre to the point that I don't understand why, like what its purpose is in the album. I
0: love the part where she goes, Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Is, why, it, why? All
1: is, is it all in my
0: head? Is it all in my head? But that's like the only part I like.
1: It's, uh, <laughs> it's a five out of ten. I, I don't.
0: Yeah. yeah, I hate to do it two times in a row, but it's a five out of ten. Yes. Five point 5. five. It's a little better than sour candy.
1: Okay, That's so next, Chandler's favorite, I think. I
0: don't know favorite, but it's one of his favorites.
2: Why I, I you
0: or I? I'm numb. Why are you I Not the Macarena. there's a lot going on in this song a lot
1: it's another song where I can't tell if she's talking to herself or like an outside entity like a partner or something
0: to be honest I don't know a single lyric of this song like I, I can't think of what the meaning of it is at all
1: really? let's see like
0: oh. I just don't know like what is it even about? scars on my mind are like on replay re- replay. I, I
1: think it Ponday replay Rihanna oh Ponday replay um, I think it's more along the lines of like either a relationship breaking up or about this like trauma that she's got where she can't let go of what she's been through and it keeps resurfacing like the yeah, scars on her okay. mind are a replay.
0: Trauma, PTSD maybe.
1: Could, but uh, yeah. I think she did say that she suffers from PTSD yeah. actually. It's fine. The song, the song she performed it at Chromatica Ball, and it was one of the songs where she'd be dancing like the most. There was like a full routine choreography, and every she was up on the stage, and everybody's going crazy, and it sounds like there's sirens in it. It's very anxious to me, honestly. And she'd be like, Put your hands up! Like she looked crazed. Crazed. No, she'd be like, Replay, put your hands up! And then when like, like halfway through the song, she, again, she'd like do it. it. Stop doing that. And then I don't, don't want to hear it well, again. Well, this is what she did. And then she'd go, I oh, said, put your mother f- <laughs> up. It up. It was a lot. Put it in the bag. Put it in. <laughs> put it in. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Um. <laughs>
1: put it in. <laughs> Um, this one is very
0: spooky sounding.
1: It it does have yeah. the like this. Yeah. Um.
0: It, it's a six for me. <laughs> she said it's a six. What's it for you?
1: Uh, it's a five.
0: <laughs> yeah. So see, that's like not good when you have. F- Three five-ish songs in a row. Yeah, it's it's
1: not Act Two, not the best. Yeah, I it, don't understand how Nine One One, almost said Nine Eleven, and Plastic Doll were so good, and then the three that follow it are just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and I'm a big Gaga stan. It's just those songs don't speak to me. They really don't. Yeah, but uh, the overall sound to to not be so horrible to it is that. It's kind of whimsical. The song is a little chaotic because it's got so whimsical sounds in it.
0: Okay, next track. Chromatica three.
1: The worst of the three, if you ask me.
0: I just don't remember it at all, so probably It's
1: just boring.
2: Oh this one. Yeah.
1: French horn. And then it transitions into the next song. Yeah. Uh, 3 out of 10. This interlude is the worst one. Chromatica 3 gets a 3 from me.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll say 4. It's not bad, and again, I think the... I think you don't like it because the song it transitions to you don't really like.
1: Well, I also think this instrumental... By itself is the most boring one. Like the
2: yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean it's still good music, but in the context of the whole album, it's just it's I'm never playing it.
0: Yeah. Moving on. Oh okay. next we have Sign Sign Wave from above.
1: <laughs> hmm S-I-N-E featuring Elton John.
0: The end of the song is it's so chaos. chaotic. It is literally... It sounds like everything is sped up, and you're, like, flying through space. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't <even laughs> know. Um, Anyway. Yes, featuring Elton John, who she says is her gay dad, which I thought was really funny. She's
1: also the godmother to his children. Oh! Yeah, they, they've been close for like a minute, She calls
0: Elton and Elton's husband, David, I guess, is his name. Like, she literally calls them her gay dads. These are my gay dads. Yeah. Um Okay, so this song is about... So the reason it's sine, S-I-N-E, like mus- like sinusoidal wave, like a
1: music sinusoidal? wave. Sinusoidal? You can just say sine wave, because that's what it looks like.
0: Okay. If you're talking about it mathematically, though, a sine wave has a very specific ratio and matches up to specific numbers where sinusoidal is the shape of the wave.
1: Isn't this technically like an upside down cosine wave, actually, because it makes like that bell shape? Isn't a cosine a bell? They're
0: both bells. It just matters where it
1: starts on the graph.
0: Sine wave and cosine wave are the exact same wave. One has just shifted down, a, down the x-axis.
1: I'm so glad I don't know math. I
0: took BC calculus in high school. <laughs> um,
1: uh, I took pre-calculus and almost failed it. <laughs> so and-
0: anyway, um, she said, sign from above, sign, music. She heard music from God and it saved her
1: or from a realm who knows
0: yeah so it healed her heart this is tribute to music this song is a tribute to music for being what heals her all the time um and she got to make it with her one of her biggest mentors elton john so
1: now what we'll say about it is that it would be at least twice as good if he was not on it
0: okay so elton doesn't come in until like a little like probably about a minute into the song the
1: second verse is like his yeah. to sing alone and
0: i the song when it's just lady gaga singing the first verse and chorus is good yes. like it's a good song it's genuine i think her vocals are really good and i like the sound of it overall like the instrumentation and everything but then as soon as elton comes in with his horrible autotune kind of kills it
1: It's, it just, it launches him so far out of the mix. Mm -hmm. He, his, his tone doesn't fit how the rest of the song has been going. Immortal! He sounds strained. He sounds very yelly, very strained.
0: He sounds like he's trying to be like punk,
1: you know? Mm.
0: I... I just think it, it would have been a better song if it was just Gaga, for sure. But like I, I feel John like I would, like...
1: classic, but not yeah. on this track.
0: I feel like I would actually love the song if it was just Lady Gaga. He was
1: basically like just screaming the whole time, and it puts me off as a listener.
0: And he sounds like a robot the whole time, too. Because
1: the auto-tune is so yeah, heavy. Yeah,
0: I give this one a 6, because I like the beginning of it.
1: 4 out of 10. Ugh. He ruins it for me! I'm sorry, Elton John. You're literally so famous and, like a world-renowned, like, classic pop star. But Gay man, just, too. Yeah, like, I know, but it's yeah. just this is not your best. No. Someone should have told you to stop screaming. I would have vocal coached him to a m- more subtle approach.
0: Well, maybe Lady Gaga said the same thing to him that she said to Ariana, like, don't worry about what you're supposed to do and just sing and see what happens. And then that happened, and she was like, well, I guess I gotta keep it.
1: <laughs> ay yeah, ay, ay. Okay, next track. This, yes, yes. This is a I very need you to long. listen
2: Dance. to me. Please believe me. I'm completely lonely. Please don't judge me. I am I
0: it's like stereotypical club. Like,
1: this is like you're in the club. But it's emotional club. It's like you're crying in the VIP. She
0: actually originally wrote it to be a piano ballad. She did. And then her friends convinced her to make it a dance track to fit the rest of the I album. Th- I
1: thought the the management, like, the, or like the record label told her She said her it that. was
0: her friends. Maybe she was calling them her friends. I think but... she
1: said the record label during the tour
0: Oh, like at the in show. In the interview, I saw she said friends, but maybe in the show. Maybe I don't. Anyway. I don't love this song. What? It's really repetitive. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? I don't.
1: What? This is news to me. No, it's not. He yes, just, it is.
0: Look, y'all. He just doesn't listen to me. He would play this song in the car all the time. And he was obsessed. And every time I would be like, it's, I don't really like this song.
1: Okay, this song is so good, it's an emotional track turned into a club bop. She's kind of admitting to someone, maybe a partner, maybe herself, maybe some friends, that she's not perfect, but she's trying to better herself and get to a healthy place. There's a sense that she's kind of fallen on hard times, and the whole song is just how she needs a little nudge, a little support to send her into a flight so that she could start flying like a thousand doves elegantly into the sky. It's an anthem about- Did you write that? Bettering yourself. Yes. That
0: was- Kind
1: of good. I literally write music. <laughs> I know, but why, why are you shocked?
0: <laughs> it was just funny how how much effort you put into writing like a synopsis of the Girl,
1: song. Girl, uh, I want the pod to be good. <laughs> okay. Uh. okay, um, it's anthemic. The chorus is uh, has like the standard dance break where it's thousand. Da- a- 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 I did the it free woman do rhythm that. again. Yeah. Anyway, well, what I'm talking about is like the bass synthesizers are doing like a beat, do 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 okay.
2: do, do, yeah. do, do,
1: do 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 and then she's going, ah, ah, ah. um, and yeah, it. Uh, one of the famous drag queens on RuPaul's Drag Race, wasn't it Eureka? Didn't she do this song when the projection was like on her white dress for one of the All Star seasons? Pretty sure she did. Yeah,
0: maybe. Now that you say that.
1: The gays love this song. It also originally was not on the track list um, because she she wanted it originally to be a piano ballad because that's how she wrote it. And then, you know, record label friends, producers, whatever, told her it needed to be a dance track. And she... Did not put it on the set list because it didn't feel authentic to her the way that it was. But then
0: didn't she perform it as a piano ballad? And then
1: the gays were mad that A Thousand Doves and Fun Tonight weren't there. And this is the second song that the gays got added to the playlist. And she did it as a ballad Mm -hmm. and explained the story behind it. I give it a 9 out of 10. I love this song. I love it. I love an emotional cry but in the club. Water under the bridge, people. The conflicting emotions. The dance is supposed to be exciting, but the lyrics are all kind of depressing. 6.5.
0: Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm bothered.
0: It's not my favorite. We have different likes. I know. I really hope your foot is not on camera right now. It's not, right? Uh, no. Okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. Free foot content. Um, The final song on the. The standard. The standard album is called Babylon. We're
1: almost to the end, you guys. Yes,
0: I know. Th- these album reviews always, we have a lot to say when it comes to music. Especially so Gaga,
1: especially when we're a fan of somebody. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Babylon. Biography.com over here. Babylon. Oh, oh, I need to play it. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to hear me sing it? Babylon. <laughs> that's gossip. That's hot gossip. <laughs> that, that was weird. You me, that's gossip.
2: <laughs> Walk a mile. Serve
1: it ancient city style. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever she does. Yeah. Okay. Battle for your life.
0: that's gossip.
1: Okay. The song is such a ballroom culture throwback. Yes, it's
0: very ballroom. Like, it's like strutting, voguing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like the beat. That's like. The, the whole, like, talk singing that she does is, like, very ballroom, too. Yes, almost like she's like, emceeing.
1: Yeah. And there's a lot of references in the lyrics to, like, things that we've heard in, like, Pose and whatnot mm-hmm. and on Drag Race when they reference ballroom um, speak lingo. Uh, what Whatcha bring? Uh, bring it to the runway? Um, that's gossip. Like, you've mm-hmm. heard them... Spilling the tea on me. Well, that's gossip. Like she did. De- it's just a lot of.
0: Little and it's gayisms. like the way the way she delivers the lyrics too is very like yeah. Serve it, culture. serve yeah. it,
1: ancient city style. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the category is ancient city. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I like the the again. It's like this metaphor of it's like about Babylon, the city, ancient city style. But it's like babbling. Babylon. It's like babbling on, gossiping. Mm-hmm. Like yeah.
1: And then also I think it's a reference to how the Tower of Babel took all these people to build mm-hmm. and then they couldn't stop, you know. What what
0: what was it? They were they were trying to reach heaven. They I were trying to reach heaven and
1: what, then God yeah. made them all ch- have different languages and then just and that forced them to spread out.
0: Maybe like made them stop working together to like stop Yeah, cuz they couldn't understand each heaven. other. yeah, I think I it's I wonder if there's like, like a reference to that.
1: Yeah. Um in the show in the live tour at this part um, you hear the intro to it and these windows open up on the giant projector screens or whatever and you just see like heavenly clouds and gold sunset and stuff mm-hmm. and that's when she's wearing the gold outfit. Um, this song was so, so fun to see live. Like it made me like the song more sing it live. Mm-hmm. To see what her ideas perform. It's a very like, it's just, it
0: it's like very performative song I feel like. Like it's yes. like you have to like see it and the, the my daughter's like, "See so, you. Yeah. You can't
1: see you." Um, it's good. It's a fun track, and I think it brought life to the tour mm-hmm. And it was a soft close to the standard album. Like yeah. I, I don't think it was a bad track to close the album. Yeah, because it, it ends on a on a happier note. It might not be anthemic, necessarily, but it's communal. There's there's a positive vibe. To it's the song. it
0: definitely feels like a whole like group is like performing it. Like there's like a choir and it, it's like there's it some just, gospel it's references. Very, it's very like we're all together in this society gossiping and like babbling on and at it's it's an, it's a cool idea. I would give it a seven. I also gave it a yeah. seven. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not the best, but uh, definitely not the worst. It's it's tolerable. I'll listen to it every now and then for fun.
0: Now this next one is in... So the next two we're going to do... So if you get... Was it Target exclusive?
1: Mm -hmm. This was the Target Deluxe exclusive. Um,
0: The... There were three Deluxe tracks. So one was a Stupid Love remix. Stupid Love remix. Which we're not going to play. I think it was the Vita Club remix. Yeah, it was... It was weird because then she came out with a whole remix album too. Yeah, Chromatica the which remixes is or whatever. Not good. I wouldn't listen if I were you, you. know. <laughs> um, but there are two tracks that are
1: unique to the deluxe. Well, there's so there's the A Thousand Doves piano, piano demo, how she originally which wrote. Which we it.
0: kind of talked about already, but um, though there's one track that's unique only. Deluxe target version and it's called love me right and
1: we'll play a little bit Ooh. if you haven't heard it you've got to google it buy it at target it's wor- it's worth the entire album just for this song in my opinion This song is very, like, Whitney Houston. Yes, like, the first time it, I heard it, I, I just could see Whitney in a very yeah. 80s kind of crowd singing And it. I
0: think that's why it's not on the album, because it's not club.
1: It it, it absolutely it, does not fit yeah. the overall vibe of mm-hmm. the rest of the track list. It, it really does set itself apart. Yeah, But I almost wish she would have, like, cut something like Replay for this one or something. I or think, Sunday.
0: honestly, this should have been the album closer.
1: Because
0: well, I, I feel like it would have been a good, like, mm. you know can you accept me for all my flaws that i've just been singing about and love me i like, think
1: that or it could have potentially been a good like act closer before yeah. one of the transitions like um i think maybe oh well maybe as the album closer or before babylon maybe mm-hmm. maybe just flip-flop and do love me right and then babylon maybe
0: um Anyway, the lyrics are great. Her vocals are so freaking good. It's a very, like, beautiful song. It's very sweet. Yeah, sweet. It's, very like, cute sweet. and sweet. Um, and it's, like, the lyrics are, like, would you still love me if I gave it all up just to cry? Um, would you still need me? It's, like, again, it sounds like a romantic relationship, but I think it's to her fans. Maybe. Like, would you still love me if I just took a break and yeah. cried? Like, and stopped p- putting on this whole persona and was
1: just myself. You can tell this track was an afterthought because mm-hmm. of the production. Like, the production, the the, the final version is really good. Mm-hmm. I love the way that the bass slaps. Like, it, it I don't mean, like, this slaps, Queen. Uh, I mean, like, the bass actually has, like, this thumping, like, Slap like quality to it that gives you a bit of a rebound okay. if you're listening instead of just like the buh, 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 buh. and, but the song is not very long at all. It's like two and a half minutes long max, and it cuts out too quickly. Yeah, it, so like, it, it, it definitely like fades feels like an out afterthought. To,
0: um... But I am really happy she put it on the deluxe. And it's, again, yeah. one of those things where I'm like, yeah, it's worth it. Like, get the deluxe because y- you need to hear that song. The yeah. same thing with freaking... Adele. Adele. All of hers. And um, there was another s- album we reviewed. Oh, the Demi Taylor Havana? Swift. It was the oh. Taylor Swift one. The deluxe yes! track, um Hits Different. Hits. It hits different! Yeah. So, like, we've talked about this before, but it's like, they... I It's like, I we always wish these songs were actually available on streaming platforms and stuff, but they're doing it on purpose. They want you to buy
1: the, True. the things. And it used to be like a super fan. Yeah. Like, if you were a super fan, you'd like like a deep cut that didn't make the track list. But some of the songs that didn't make the track list, like for 30, for 25, for Tay for mm-hmm. this... I'm like, why not though? Yeah. Like, it's better than some of the crap y'all put throw on it.
0: Come on, make it another song longer.
1: Because even. everybody's afraid to have too long of an album. Because when you have 18 tracks, hello me, is... no one listens to it. Okay,
0: <laughs> this this is 16 though. Like, yeah, that not? well, I mm, guess it's three interludes though. It but... would be
1: 17 with love me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. but that's that's we have reached the conclusion of our. Wait, I
0: just want to say my favorite lyric from love from.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I also want to. And we didn't rank rate it. Her albums. We
0: didn't rate it. Yeah.
1: The whole album? No, we didn't rate Love Me Right. Oh, eight, eight. out of 10. Uh, oh,
0: I would say nine. My favorite lyric is I'm tall in high heels, but I am only five foot two. It's just funny Which is a
1: I reference like to it. her documentary, which we really should watch. Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, you haven't? No. we got to do that tonight. Tonight. It's gonna take forever for you to airdrop the video to me so I can edit it. When is it on?
0: What do you mean it's on Netflix? It's on Netflix, like, what, I think.
1: Oh. It should be.
0: Okay, well maybe we'll watch Lady Gaga 5 with two. I don't Pop know. Pop some
1: corn children and feed the children.
0: Um Okay, so her, what did you want to do?
1: Her album rankings. Where does chromatical I fall don't for know you? If I
0: can comfortably do this. What do you mean? I don't remember a lot of like fame.
1: Oh. Okay, well and then do you just want me to do mine?
0: You can, I'll say, I'll say I
1: like. What's your number one Gaga album? Do you know?
0: See, this is going to be, I think, embarrassing.
1: <laughs> if you say Joanne, that's No, that's not.
0: I. It's either... Oh, God, I don't know. It's Fame or
1: Born This Way. Both are okay options.
0: I think I would say Born This Way and then Art Pop.
1: Wow,
0: yeah, okay. I, I love Art. We'll see, but there are songs I don't listen to. I don't know. And then... Fame. I don't, I guess I don't really love. Wow. Uh, I would not
1: have I don't know, called it's that. It's hard
0: because they're all so different. Like they really are very different. Like with Adele's albums, I think a lot, it's very, like a similar vibe. So you
1: can kind it's of. It's hard to, it. it was hard for me to read Adele's albums but, because they're all so very similar in their formatting.
0: See, I think that makes it a little easier for me personally. Cause like, how can you compare
1: I a bunch of dance? to be dance, very different. How
0: can you compare a bunch of dance tracks to, Like, Born This Way.
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot of dance tracks on Born This Way. Just less heavy on the EDM.
0: I guess. I do love Lady Gaga. I just, I'm, when her music was, like, really big with, like, Poker Face Mm -hmm. and stuff, I was not listening to music. I didn't listen to music until I was in high school, really. Like, at all.
1: See, I was getting obsessed with Gaga in middle school.
0: So, I, I think I missed out on a little bit. Of Lady Gaga, personally. And I've never really gone back to listen, which is kind of sad. I mean, I know the songs, but they weren't, like, impactful. You should. Which is why I think I rank Art Pop so high, because that came out when I was in high school. So it sticks with you. yeah.
1: Well, my... I've ranked all of her albums. (laughs) So I'll just do... So I think I've got all five. I didn't include Shallow, because it's not her album. There's six. The Star is Born. What's the sixth one? LG
0: Six is...
1: Okay, wait. What are all her albums? Hold on. I'm my brain is hurting. Uh, you put Joanne on the list. Yes. Let's see. Okay. Is she
0: putting the Fame Monster as one of them? Even though, fame even though
1: technically it's an EP, it's it's like an extension. So I don't know. Let's see discography. Her Wikipedia article just goes on and on and on. So one, two, three, four, five. She is considering the Fame Monster okay, a separate that's album. Right. Okay. yeah. Um, my number five, so that's, this is the bottom of her albums, is Joanne. My number four is Art Pop. Art Poop. There's, there's a handful that I like from it, but I don't, I never listen to Art Pop. skips, for sure. Um, Three is Born This Way because I listen to it so many times times in high school that it's just like imprinted in my brain. Even the songs that I don't really like a lot. Um, number two, is the fame and the fame monster. I, I blend them kind of together because they're basically the same album, just one's an extension. And then chromatica. I think chromatica is my favorite Gaga album. She, wow. really, even though she had like four low tier songs in a row, I still think that this album is like, a creative monstrosity in, in, in like the best way
0: I need to rework my thing. So born this, I'm going to put, um, this is, I, I've now looked at the track list for all the albums to refresh my memory. And they're like, ah, yeah. Yeah. So Joanne is definitely the bottom.
1: Yeah. I'm um, sorry, girl.
0: Then that I, hat was cute. Then I want to do it's, it's five right. Cause
1: yeah, number okay. five. So number four.
0: Number four, I'm going to do Born This Way.
2: Baby, I was born there are There are
0: some bops on that, but then I was looking at it, and I was like, I don't even know half these songs. So Judas, Judas, um, uh, three, I'm going to say Dramatica. Uh, so Two low. is Art Pop, and one is Fame. I know I literally just said something different, but I'm looking at the fame right now, and I'm like, oh, there are some. Wow. Even though I was not listening to music by myself, middle school dances were full of all of these tracks. Yes. And so, so yeah. Um, or disco stick, like all
1: you know, or whatever she's. Anyway,
0: we love Gaga. We have a little shrine to her going on.
1: Yeah, she is part um, of our shrine.
0: I did not get to go to Chromatica Ball with Gunter, which was kind of sad. a
1: rotation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I did miss you, believe it or yeah. not. But
0: I will one day see Gaga live.
1: It, know. y'all. I look. I I love Gaga. I was not into. I don't know what I thought that the show would be. Well, it was also but a I huge was, venue.
0: Like you were far away from her,
1: right? But the screens that they set up were so massive that it 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 didn't. No, no. I mean, me. like,
0: so th- I feel like going into it, you were like unsure a little bit because yes, it was. Yeah. But
1: yeah, I had no idea what to mm-hmm. expect. I had not really been looking at videos. I just wanted to go have a little fun. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not as like you know, enthusiastic as I was about like the Adele Vegas residency Mm -hmm. after seeing the Gaga show and how much fun I had dancing, like a horrible, uncoordinated white boy. I was scared. I wasn't going to like the Adele show as much because Gaga blew it out of the (laughs) water. It was so good. So we have to go see her one day.
0: I want to, I'd love for her to do her Enigma residency again, but
1: I hope she doesn't sing shallow at the next tour another technical difficulty but we're back just to sign off yeah um i he was saying you, i'm okay with the i'm okay with the stars born songs but mm-hmm. it was the she sang
2: will you hold my hand? From as Top the closer Gun or whatever because yeah. it had
1: just come out
0: and i love the um i love the stars born tracks but anyway this has been long enough yeah, We've it's, been rambling it's gonna a little be like bit. a two-hour episode. Um, but you know
1: what? Worth it because yeah. it was entertaining, and you know it.
0: And um, <laughs> next week, we hope you come back. We hope you made it to the end of this episode, um, oh, and yeah, you enjoyed. Next, here. Week. next week, we're doing another album review. Yes. And if you're in the pop culture world, you know you'll have an idea. You'll have of an what idea it is. of what it is. It's but coming we're out. We're not going to tell you yet.
1: I think it's actually going to be out on the day that this episode.
0: Oh, true. Posts. Yeah, it will be out. So today. if you've got
1: your fingers on the gay pulse yes. or just the pulse in general, you'll have a good suspicion. An album as to dropped what,
0: today, and yeah. we're going to be reviewing it next week's episode. Yes, we're speaking so, into the future. Yes, um, but thank you for tuning in. Follow us on our socials; they're in the description and everything. Yeah, i've I've um, I've done
1: my due diligence yeah. for those of you who haven't like checked the discussions or. Um, on your podcast app of choice, there is a description where you can see what the episode's about and the little mm-hmm. blurb and whatever. There's social media links. There are links to other podcasting sites. Our YouTube yeah. link is there.
0: We usually list them out, but honestly...
1: We're not doing we're it tired. tonight because it, <laughs> um, we're not going to make y'all sit here yeah, for longer. But
0: you can, you can email us, though, at... We, we want to get that in because we want some feedback If you have any topic ideas, send those in. If you eventually, we're probably going to put out like, we would love
2: to do
1: an advice episode because we're so smart. So if you want to send us any questions
0: or anything like that, you need to send them
1: at listen carefully Up and out pod. That's U P A N D O U T P O D at gmail.com up and out pod at gmail.com.
0: Send us recommendations, whatever you want. Yeah, Do it anonymously.
1: Um, Do it like create a burner email. (laughs) Yeah. create. I hate you. I hate you. (laughs) I hate my mom. How do I Um, tell her X, Y, and Z just send us, send us an email and we'll tell you the best gay way to handle it. And
0: then, um, as always, please leave us five stars, five we, stars. And, oh. and write a review. If you write something, we will read it. You'll yes, get a shout we'll out read it on the air. Um, Let me double check and
1: make sure I don't
0: on have you double check. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We have reviews. We have a bunch of five star reviews, but no one has written anything. T- yet, so. Tell
1: the people what we're all about yeah. and what we offer to your, your daily drive and routine. Um, And share this with everyone,
0: you know, Uh, again, we are signing off. And we'll catch you.
1: Also, as we're signing off, I just want to say I'm grateful for everybody who listens. I know last week I probably came off as being like, (laughs) y'all suck. No, those of you who listen, you're great. We just, we rely on you to spread the word about our podcast Mm because our reach only goes so far. So we appreciate you listening. We hope you continue to listen. And if you feel... Um, like you want to support us in a way that doesn't cost anything and we we give you free content every week. The best way to support us is to just share it with your friends, post a link on your social media, tell people to follow us and subscribe. Okay. Yes. It's a free way to help us. And uh, yeah, we'd love to get more <coughs> viewers
0: as well as more listeners. Yes.
1: Yeah, so. so see yeah. us on YouTube and see our yeah. cute little... Uh, we'll up. also take suggestions um, for things to put on my side of the Yeah, we got frame. Adele here. We're
2: thinking, I'm a, thinking, a, We're thinking plant. a plant. am thinking a snake plant. We're thinking
1: a plant. Or we'll something. See. Suggestions.
0: Anyway, oh my gosh, we need to go. <laughs> so, okay, we
1: love you. We're up yes, and out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Go listen to Chromatica, guys.
2: Bye. Bye. Do, 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 do. I'm getting
0: up. <laughs>